2020 in one word. Unbelievable. Mikey Dubs, 124.3 kilometers in 12 hours. Now that's unbelievable. 71 guests interviewed by yours truly. Unbelievable. Over 17,000 views on the live stream. Unbelievable. Over 300,000 raised in 12 hours. Unbelievable. Anonymous donation next day to make it 350,000 raised. I'm freaking believable. Like Minster, it's simple. You're unbelievable. Welcome to the podcast, folks. Uh, today is a good one, a great one. I got uh, a buddy of mine, Mikey Dub, sitting across from me here to do some ad reading, and then we'll get into uh, two hours of us bantering, which you are about all... good things. That, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> about good things about Mike and Sean. That's right. Lloyd, Lloyd Regional Health, Lloyd Region Health Come Foundation. On, God, man. I can't even get it out. What's into... a website? LRHF ca forward slash radiothon if you still haven't donated your money let's go get it let's get it um if you haven't heard we did our seven uh, 12 hour live stream 7 a.m to 7 p.m we raised over three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, mike that uh i think floored every single person who tuned in that day damn near floored me Carly Clawson, Windsor Plywood, uh, builders of the podcast studio table. That I just banged the hell on. out of tonight. <laughs> just banged my fist on this. I just want to make sure the quality was there, and it was. Shout out Windsor. For everything wood, these are the guys, whether we're talking about mantles, decks, windows, doors, or sheds, uh, they don't build treadmills, but I guarantee if they did, that thing would, that thing would hold up. Carly's creative. We'll get it. When you want quality wood, stop in and see the group at Windsor Plywood or just hop on your phone and take a look at their Instagram page because if you haven't seen what they can do, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Uh, they tossed 1000 bucks at Tuesday. That's sweet, and we, we love everyone for everything they gave. Yeah, it didn't need to be 1000 bucks, but Windsor did do the speaking with their pocketbook, tossed 1000 at the day, and we appreciate that. HSI Group, they are the local oil field burners and combustion experts that can help make sure you have a compliant system working for you. Brody did text me, said he was going to eat a cheeseburger per kilometer. I don't know if he ever did follow <laughs> through with that, but hey, Brody, just a heads up, you owe me 620 bucks for that run. $5 a K, HSI came through. <laughs> They are. Uh, they use technology to give you peace of mind, so you can focus on the things that truly matter. They do the security for this building, and they d- yeah, and they're not a burger factory. Just the heads they're up. not a bur- <laughs> just a head. Can up. you imagine a man trying to eat 124 burgers? Uh, Brody might be the dude. <laughs> Clay Smiley, Profit River. Uh, Profit River is retailers of firearms, optics, accessories, serving all of Canada. They specialize in importing firearms from the United States, hard-to-find calibers, rare firearms, special editions. I walked over to Clay Smiley, who's right across from where we recorded, yep. said what was going on, and he tossed out a lucky loony. Yeah, and it's, yeah, 124. And plus, I think he provided security for my isolated room I was running in. That's right. Nobody was messing with no us. No one's messing with us. Not today, Corona. Jen Gilbert and team over at uh, Cityside Realty, or Coldwell Banker, Cityside Realty, uh, they've been in the community for over 40 years, since 1976. Uh, They support everything, Lloyd. And I was saying to you before we started this, she came on, interviewed, Bucka K, and then she texts me like later on the day, and she's like, wow, this is unbelievable. They steal a word of mine from the day. And uh, Cityside upped it, went to 500 bucks donation, and she personally donated three bucks a K. So 372, we coming after you. Yeah. Yeah, that thank was, you though. That was that was that Plight was super. come after. That was super cool. I was, that was cool. That was a cool part of the day. That's the community, man. Yeah, that's the community. Uh, Cityside, uh, Coldwell Banker, Cityside Realty. They know home where home is truly where awesomeness happens. I think uh, we experienced a little bit of that Tuesday. They're open twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. 
780-875-3343. Now, a couple of quick shout-outs to uh, the man who runs this building, Wade Gartner, Gartner Management, Lloyd Minster-based company specializing in all types of uh, rental properties, and he's just the man. He he lets me come in here day, noon, night, afternoon, Saturday, Morning. Sunday, Monday. It don't matter. The guy's awesome. Shout-out to Wade. I'm going to have to ask him for a room for a treadmill now. <laughs> Well, we'll get to that. He'd probably be all over that. Training room. And a shout out to, uh, have you seen the billboard? Oh, of course. Yes, yes. I was like, what? Oh, yeah, you're a little sad about the no hat. I actually have a hat up for you at the house, which I didn't bring I, to I might need was, a toque. Was, I, may, I might need a toque for the running, but that billboard, damn. Well, shout out to Reed and Wright and uh, Miss Deanna Wandler, who was also a guest uh, on Tuesday. And she, I was told she went and donated. I, I'm sorry, Deanna. I don't, I don't know what you donated. We're going to assume it was... Uh, Huge number, and she's amazing, and uh, she owes a lot of money to the Health Foundation. <laughs> Boom. There it is. <laughs> now, if you're heading into any of these businesses, make sure you let them know you heard about them here at the podcast. And if you're interested in sponsoring the show or advertising, visit SeanNewmanPodcast.com, top right corner, hit the contact button, and send me your info. Lots of different options. We want to get you involved here. Now, let's get on to that T-Bar 1 tale of the tape. Engineer, DJ, ultra marathon runner. He just finished 124 kilometers in 12 hours on a treadmill to raise money for the local community. He has a mantra of do better, stay lit, and no excuses. He's fucking unbelievable. Mikey Dubs. Yo, it's the Sean Newman podcast. I'm Mikey Dubs. I just listened to this dude talk for 12 hours. Now I'm about to sit down and listen to him talk for another two hours face to face. Let's get it. So IPA is like probably my least favorite beer. It's because it's so strong. But I went 45 days without uh, without drinking until the the night after, or well, the night of the event finishing. Yeah. And then I got drunk that night, and then I got drunk last night. So I'm nursing like severe hangover right now because for 45 days you just feel like fantastic, and then you get drunk twice in less than a week span afterwards and. Yeah. I wish my week was like that. So my week was that night I went home and ate an extra large pizza, fell asleep. The entire thing yourself? Uh, probably three quarters of it. Wow. I didn't think your little body could handle that Dude, much pizza. 7,800 7, calories later, burnt. Yeah, you can eat that pizza. <laughs> Just crushing, crushing. So you got drunk. I crushed carbs. I fell asleep. I woke Is up. Is that all you burnt was 7,800 cal- calories yeah so the the thing about that is i didn't if you watch me on that live stream nobody picked out a time that i ate something some people that watched all day i actually got this comment quite a bit they said what did you eat man bananas but fucking bananas man just i was bananas i was all around bananas so i was i crushed uh eight bananas in 12 hours i ate um there was i so i only had two sit downs through the whole event. One of them was at lunch um, when we hit the six hour mark. I, it was my first time I actually sat down and I chewy timed me five minutes. I crushed the uh, vegetarian chicken noodle soup <laughs> that they brought me, which shout out to Harvest the Home for that. Um, so I crushed that really fast and it was cold by then, so it was perfect. So I could just boom, get it down. 
Then I got my ass back on the treadmill, and then I sat down once when Char saw me, like, getting all fucking mangled on that treadmill, so she ripped down. And then uh, ate bananas. Just banana, banana, banana. So that's a lot. I'm, some people are surprised I didn't. They call it bonking. And just <laughs> grip, rip, fall, hit the vinyl, hit the wall, end the show. Thanks. We, we hit 80K. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. <laughs> yeah. Congrats. I got to give a shout out to Char because uh, I, I'd never met her before. Yep. And uh, when she came dancing into the studio playing You're Unbelievable... I, I almost pissed myself laughing. Like it was, that was pretty funny. So next time you need to do physio, go see Char. Cause she's like that all the time. Like th- that wasn't acting. That's just how she is. Like she came into my room with like needles in hand and suction cups, like to like fix me. And I didn't even know she was coming <laughs> like this, like, Hey, 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 like dancing. I'm like on the treadmill, like, what are you doing? <laughs> she goes, your shoulders screwed up. I can see it on TV. I'm like, Oh, well, the community's watching <laughs> and they're watching enough that they're like, oh, dude, this guy, like he might not make it. So I got to get down there and just you, but you try running for, she came at three. So eight hours in, right. And then just hits you hard with the dry needling, like kind of a little bit, not tired really, but just kind of like getting to that point where you're, you're over half, but the finish line's so far away, like still four hours of running. So you're kind of like, hmm. And then she just is like, okay, just sit down. Just starts pinching knots in your back and just needle, pain, shooting into my eyeballs. And I'm just like, holy fuck. <laughs> but literally probably saved that run in, in all honesty. What do you think, you know, now that we're past it? Because we did the little short 20-minute segment. Uh, What was that? That was like three days before? Two and a half days before? Man, I, yeah, it's a blur. It's like a little bit said. of a blur. It's a little yeah. bit of a blur. But we were talking about, you know, like the excitement, why we're doing it, that kind of thing. You know, the build up to that day was like, I was like, the anticipation was almost killing me. Like I was, I was really excited, nervous. I get the same way before. Anytime I sit across from anyone, there's like just nerves. It's a good thing. It means my head's in it. I say it all the time, right? Yeah. Like it's a, it's a hockey thing. And this is as close to I get to stepping on the ice stepping in here or doing that that was a little bit extreme compared to just this but um we talked about uh you know you running and you wouldn't give anybody a total on how how far you could go well now you've ran 124.3 has been everywhere uh it's gonna be a new logo someday i'm sure what what did you what did you think about the day well i was i was like you i was like um so yeah, we'll say it was three days because I actually don't remember either. Everything like yourself, I'm I'm blurry, but I'm I think I'm blurry because I'm still depleted, super bad on carbs. But I uh, three days before you and me sat down, I remember us having that conversation. I remember saying, and you said the same thing. Wish we could just do it right now. We we were both in good condition right at that moment, so it's like I wish we could just fucking hammer, get the treadmill started, get me some shoes, let's go, right? Because a lot of things can happen in three days, right? Well, especially in right now. Well, that's just it. So that was, and that was the one thing you said, you said, you know what? The biggest thing that we have right now is that we have three days where neither of us can a get sick or injured or something comes up. Right. Because there's so much riding on this. Well, by by the time we had that conversation, I went, if Mike goes down, I've now pre-recorded 26 interviews at the time where at the end of each interview, 
as you saw, was a bet, was something, was a shout out, was like everything I could think of to have a little bit of fun, try and keep it as light as I could, but like to motivate you to keep going, right? And it did. And if all of a sudden it ain't Mike in there, I would have had to talk about that all day long, right? Well, as you can see, it's uh, I don't, it, it's not Mike out there, but we're having fun anyways, right? Yeah. No, it. Uh, hold on one sec. I was gonna grab something out of my. Uh, I brought one other thing. All right. What was the original question here? I gotta get my shit straight here. Now I'm ready. Well, I was thinking. Uh, what I wanted to know is what your thoughts of the day were. But let's rewind this just for a second, because yep. in case somebody is tuning in and has no bloody clue why we're talking on tuesday we did a fundraiser for the lloydminster region health foundation thank you <laughs> that guy, like oh i saw your eyes just i had to think uh, too <laughs> it's been a, it's been a it's been a fun couple of days anyway so the, the idea was i sit down and talk for 12 hours on a live stream and Mike was going to run for 12 hours. And and then what ended up happening that, that day was, well, of course, the 12 hours came and went. Mike ran 124.3 kilometers, like I said previously. Uh, the big shock, I think, that came to everyone that day was there was a $200,000 goal. I thought it was lofty. I, I'm going to be very honest. I thought it was lofty. No, I was like, $200,000 is a lot of money. And I know there's no other event that has pretty much gone on in Lloyd, but I was still going like 200 grand is a lot. And we ended up raising, well, right now, I think it's sitting at 354, but shout out to uh, the home hardware team, right? We were nice. both there today, yep. stopped in at the Timber Cafe where proceeds of today were going to this as well. So like, I, I don't know, three. So we exceeded the goal by well over 100,000 in the first 12 hours, and it just keeps going up. And the next day you got an anonymous donation of 20,000. The day after that, another 4,000 anonymously. It's like, I think that's what floored everybody. Yeah, and I think it, so. it was it was such a cool, surreal day. So my uh, when I go back, that's the overview for anyone who wasn't there, didn't see it, anything like that. You can still go on and see the live stream. It's all sitting you there. You just got to have twelve hours of your life. Just no to kidding, sit there absolutely. <laughs> you know how many people said they they tuned it up, turned it on in their office and just left it for the day and just when they were man, I heard of businesses doing it at their that's office right. and playing it on the speakers all day and at schools. Yeah, I heard about uh, Ashley McChuck yeah. played it for her her kids all day, and they were just loving it. Yeah, they loved the shutout. She texted me in uh, in the middle of the show. We talked about. Yeah. It. Now going back to it, the initial question was, what do you think? Like we we had the lead up. We we're all in the anticipation was killing us. We wanted to do it that day. Then you actually do the event. Now you've ran the one twenty four. You've seen all this. What what did you think of the actual day? Man, it was uh, it was surreal. So biggest thing going in isolated myself for four days or three days as soon as we had that last sit down where we calibrated that treadmill and i just said well there's a lot riding on this uh, isolated myself in hard quarantine by myself kept as healthy as i could did some stretching um didn't do too much any running really um just so that i didn't injure myself and basically tippy-toed around everything i did because the last thing i needed to do is fall down my stairs and the funny thing was the morning coming to the event I threw socks on and have hardwood stairs and sure enough, what do I do? I slip on the stair and I kind of crank down three of them, bang, bang, bang. And I'm like, oh my God, I felt like I bruised the like, bottom of my foot and I was just like, whatever, this, this shit's got to go away. We, we got we got stuff to do today. <laughs> not, not now, not today. And then uh, go into the vent, fire up the treadmill, start running. Uh, man, and then it just... It, 
my biggest thing I tell everyone is because everyone obviously the big question is I can't run on a treadmill for more than a couple minutes, not alone 12 hours. Like obviously people were say, stating that all day. People always sell, sell themselves short. I love that I couldn't run on, well, my oldest brother goes, I couldn't run, what did he say, six kilometers in 12 hours? And me and the brothers are laughing at him. Like you're being absolutely ridiculous, right? <laughs> yeah, like, you could crawl, you almost crawl that. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. right? Everybody sells themselves short. What's, what's amazing about what you did uh, was 124.3. Um, <laughs> But what people didn't get to see all day long, and I talked about it a lot, is you, so we had like this hallway to your, your own bathroom and then it was like the, you know, all the food was set out in there. And so, you know, there was a little bit of traffic, but not a whole lot. It was kind of secluded from everybody. And you'd come running by, not walk folks, not look tired, drained, anything. Here he comes like an antelope skipping along. Hey, shout out to it. And then down he goes again. And I'm like, How? Was that adrenaline? I think what it was is I was just excited to, you know what, you brought me into this. I was maybe just really excited to like A, see someone and possibly B, see you because I knew how much you were going through at the time, right? You did, you were doing interviews, you've been pre-recording interviews, you'd been busy for weeks on end. So when I left that treadmill, it was like in my heart that I was like, I need to go by I don't care who Sean's interviewing because half the time I didn't know any of the individuals that you were interviewing. Like some of them, I've been watching you live. So I had enough of a reading of them. I knew who they were, right? And I would come clipping by. And my biggest thing in my mind was, you know what, Sean's pumping my tires on those treadmill. I need to come by and say some shit to him. I was, man, I was like, I got a little kid bladder. It's like every 35 minutes. I'm pretty, if someone would have a stopwatch, <laughs> then like, oh yeah, here he comes. Like, he's got to be close. He's got to be close. So I would come ripping by and then I would, uh, you know, um, say something because here you are every interview. Hey, say something to Mikey, say something to Mikey, you know, damn near bring me to tears, bring me to tears. And then I'm like, well, I don't got anything real sweet to say to Sean, but if I pop in and just say, love you, man. And then go funny thing is I got, I don't know, maybe like 14 or 15 texts about at the end of the the whole day. I was just like, yeah, man, it was so good. I love you, man. And you're like, yeah, yeah. All right, bye, Mike. <laughs> you know, after we had this conversation about how I texted you the <laughs> night before and after all that, everyone just laughed because they thought for sure he's going to say it. Nope, doesn't. <laughs> just, and I was just laughing because Governor just looked at me and was just like, yeah, he didn't say that. I was like, that motherfucker, he didn't. <laughs> I thought I could bury it on you when you're weak, vulnerable, <sighs> drinking. I, I tell you what, I appreciate that because uh, uh, I was um, sitting in, it's not the talking. Uh, everybody thinks it's the the talking that's tough for 12 hours. I mean, I. I think I could talk for 12 hours and not have a second thought. Now, making anything interesting were, were worth listening to for 12 hours, that's a different story. Yeah. It's the listening that is extremely difficult because your brain you your brain wants to just like stare off at the wall for a bit, right? And you want you want I want every guest to come in there and feel like a I, I got to remember for guys like us you walk in, that could be that that could be intimidating. A it probably was intimidating. There's two people, three people on cameras, you know, like behind I, I shields. Don't, how many people in this room tonight, Mike? Me and you, right? <laughs> yeah, like and we're far away. <laughs> that's right. But like in there, you walk in, the door closes, you sit down, and I wanted to make sure that they felt like 
just don't worry about those guys over there, right? Michelle's going to wave some things at us, but we're going to have some fun, me and you. And and for like seven hours, that was easy to do. And then hour eight, it got a little tougher. And hour nine, it got a little tougher. And I mean, I think it was I think it was Sarah Rurka. I kept thinking she was Lori Rurka, which is her sister yeah. I graduated high school with. And I just remember my brain going, that's not right. That's not right. But I can't think clearly anymore. But I want to listen, but I want to engage. I want to make her, and I just couldn't. And she brought you a damn coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah and, and sandwiches. Matt, what the fuck? Yo, Sarah, <laughs> I know she gave me today, but I was, you know, when I saw that coffee, I'm like, ooh, damn, that, that coffee would be good. <laughs> and then I'm like, mm, maybe not. My guts might just erupt <laughs> on this treadmill. <laughs> but then the, the best part was, um, so you know how you were starting to get a little mentally fatigued? And first off, I got to give you props. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I watch a lot of people interview. You held yourself. You held the ground all day long. I know this is your podcast and everyone's like, oh, yeah, fuck, he's just saying it because he's, he's talking to him. You held everything, your shit together so well. I don't know if I, and I could also have been like really loose headed at this point, but <laughs> the guy ran 124K. It was the greatest thing on. Do you have any other choices? No. Well, oh. no, I did. I, I, I had a ton of choices if I really <laughs> wanted to like listen to music or anything, right? But I didn't see you. Actually, I don't know if I did. I didn't see you like really disengage anybody, which was really amazing. I thought at some point you you would sit back and be like, ah, all right, well, we got uh, Lori or Sarah or whatever. We got a Rurka sister here. <laughs> she brought me coffee. <laughs> Tell us something, you know, you know. But I want one thing I need to touch about the Sarah one is. So I'm running on the treadmill. Sarah rolls in and I she comes in with a white shirt on, right? Brings coffee. You guys talk. She says we're doing the Timber Cafe thing. Everything is cool. Fucking hour and a half later. She's back on in a black shirt. All black. And I'm just sitting there running on the treadmill. And nobody's with me in the room. I can't I can't ask someone to look over me. Like, hey, hey. Am I going crazy? Dude, was she? Who the fuck? Who brought him coffee? <laughs> because now it's like, and we have Sarah Rurka again with uh, Home Hardware and Timber Cafe. I'm like, who came the first time? Like, and I, I don't know what time did she come at hour 10. Like I can't remember. So it was at the point where it I was, could have been hallucinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I was like, it was right around like the second time was right around five o'clock because, um, she bumped Jill Kelly and Jill Kelly came on at six. Okay. So it was, re- it was pretty much right at five. So yeah, here, I, here I am probably at, at a, a point of like, go bro. Right. I'm at the home stretch at two hours to me. That's a home stretch. Now it's home stretch time. I know it's still quite a bit, but here I'm like, and then she comes on again. I'm like, holy Jesus, am I hallucinating? I better get another banana in me. <laughs> well, I appreciate you saying all that. I, I think um, uh, when you're just talking to people and you got a guy over your shoulder running, that what I did was not peanuts, but on a grand scheme of things, I didn't put my body through the tortures of running on a treadmill in a room by yourself. But you know what? at the end of the day so i may have put physically myself through it but mentally the amount of decisions your brain would have had to make in that 12 hours um of interviewing is probably if not in excess of my physical activity the amount like every every human's only eligible for so many and i'm not a psychologist i don't know enough about the brain but i read lots of books about it um to just we help. all we all know you're a great reader oh my god <laughs> fucking the worst man um I, it takes me like a year and a half to read one book 
it's a dry book. I'll give, so that's my wife gives me one bit of credit. At least that book's shitty to read. I don't know why you want to read that. You know, Anatomy of the Brain. But all right, it's up to you. But everyone gets so many decisions, right? And once you use up those decisions, you almost kind of turn into marshmallows, right? And everyone knows about Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg and all these guys. They wear the same shit every day because that's one less decision. They don't make at home. That's over useless stuff. They go straight into work and they execute, right? You had to make multiple decisions every two to 12 minutes on the, well, just back to back to back to back for 12 hours. So think about that. Your brain would have been just little, the little train that could just kept going and going and going. Yeah, but here's, so instead of wearing the same shirt, like Zuckerberg and them talk, what I did was, is I created the same four or five questions I was going to go down so that no longer did I have to think about the question asked. What I had to do is engage and listen because off of a question, as we know, they can say something and you can grab it. So it was active listening built off the same question unless somebody told me because that that was the toughest part was on the fly switching up who was about to walk in because you're like, okay, well, I got to know their name, maybe what they do. Like that would be nice, right? So I can actually act like I know what the hell is going on. And as we saw that day, everything freaking went sideways in a great way quick and people started just popping in that weren't on this pre-schedule that uh i'm sure people at times from the health foundation or red bicycle thought i was a little crazy because i was just like i was to me it was like here are my notes for the day here is my cheat sheet we do not stray from the bible put it down and in the first hour we got guests slotting in and i'm like okay this is going to be garbage for the rest I, of the day. I love the paper slide across the desk. And uh, hold on. I got another note. Open it up. <laughs> just something else that you have to do. And I'm just like, that That shows the authenticity of that show. That That's what it was like. Yeah, you had a Bible at the beginning. And then it was <laughs> off the books. <laughs> but, you know, back to your four questions. So anyone that listens that ever goes, What's it, what does it take to be a really good listener, really good interviewer? So, yeah, you had a, a staple four questions, let's say, right? It was, tell us who you are. Tell us something that happened in the community. Um, just hold on. I want to try to grab all four of them because I, I listened to your whole 12 hours straight. So it was basically, tell us who you are. Um, tell us some experience you had potentially with the hospital. I believe it was. It may have been a little bit more rounded. Um, you know, give some encouragement to Mike. And then the third one, shit, I just had it. I can't remember what was the third one. Well, it was usually something about how COVID's uh, impacted. Impacted. Your, yes. So the best part was though, sometimes you only make it to question two and the snowball would happen and it would get so big that well, those other ones did ever come around. You had to squeeze the mic one in every time just because you were being such a good friend that you were trying to be like, this was, kid's going to fall off the fucking treadmill no, no, so no. if someone doesn't say something. <laughs> I guess I just, uh, uh, you say being such a good friend, I just go, I just go back to where I was and I go, this guy is running for 124k unbeknownst to me that's how far you're gonna go you know i had i'd thrown out on the round table the 115 i'm glad you surpassed that saved my ass but i went like any like you know all about this i can't sit here and say i know a whole lot about this i mean biking was one thing i've definitely gone um some distances there where you challenge your brain and your mental capacity and your ass that too um but i i just knew at some point you were gonna hit the wall and I wanted to make sure when the wall hit, there was like 15 minutes left. And you're like, I only got 15 minutes left. Instead of like hour six, you're at the wall. And so by constantly 
having anyone who came in there look at the camera and go, listen, Mikey may be delayed, but he's going to hear what you say, so I want you to say things to him. A, makes you feel like part of the show, because one of the one of the things people said is, I wanted to see Mike at all times, and we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for people listening, the reason that didn't happen is we walked in, well, A, we hadn't talked about that till what, like 12 hours before the show? The day before, and I didn't even come down, I just texted you, hey, right. Sean, do you think that we can do this? <laughs> and so we got it, we got it to work on two parts of the show, but on the call-ins and any pre-record, it was going to take an immense load of work. And a shout-out to Paul Forges because yep. I thought he did a fantastic job. But you could see him trying to figure out how, with about 15 minutes before we start airing, he was going to do that. And I looked at him, and I was just like, don't worry about this. We'll get this round two in a year from now. Right now, we got a show to do. Yeah. And I got I can't worry about it whether or not we're, the cameras are coming <laughs> you on gotta in 15 keep, minutes. Keep that brain power, baby. That's right. That's right. I didn't ha- and I shout out to the entire team, you know, like Paul did an amazing job. Oh yeah. Michelle did an amazing job. Jason running around for Running Paul. around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like it was I didn't have to worry about anything except like study my notes. Who do I got coming in next? Bring them in a bit early. We're going to have a BS sesh before we start. I'll make them feel warm, and, and we'll forget all about that, and then away we go. Yeah. And that's all I had to worry about. All you had to worry about was staying on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to make sure, and I, I, I'm glad to hear it work, because in my brain I went, we're going to talk about Mike an awful lot today, because every step as this thing grows, and I knew it would, by the end you're like, it's like, man, every kilometer he goes is an extra 200 bucks. Like, that's pretty fucking cool. This isn't like... Yeah picking up pennies anymore fyi i texted all the nhl guys threw them in a group text and they all text back said he didn't fucking tell us he was an ultra marathon runner <laughs> i was like oh yeah did i leave that out sorry boys wait, pay up. me and waiter facetiming during the run i had to had to mute you for one second i was watching but i had to mute it waited facetimes me and he goes fuck mike really how far do you think you're gonna go and i was like i don't know man i think i'm at 67 clicks right now you're at 67 clicks it's like when did you start seven he goes so how long has it been I was like six hours or it was just shy of six hours. And he goes, oh, God damn, you guys stealing all my money. And I was just like, yeah, you should have won 15 bucks. So, <laughs> and he just like giggling. And then he followed up with me the next day. He was driving to Edmonton and he, uh, he just said, how you feeling? And I just said, Good. So that's been one of the big questions yeah. is how did you feel at the end of 124.3 kilometers? Uh, actually, man, I, this sounds so cowardish of me. I felt really good. Like I actually felt really, um, I, look, I, so that was Tuesday. Um, Dr. Governor, uh, my doctor basically kind of got me home, made, check my like vitals, just make sure, you know, nothing's really weird. Um, blood pressure, all this other stuff. He super bro, just to make sure leave this kid. He did a big thing today. Let's make sure he's in, in good standing when I leave him here. Um, so he checks me out. We're perfectly fine. Crushed pizza. And then he goes, 48 hours. You're not doing nothing though. Like you are sitting in this house, keeping warm, have a bath. You're not doing shit. So 48 hours, I sat in the house. I didn't do anything, uh, bored out of my little OCD mind. And then soon as 48 hours hit, I was back on the streets running and like running. Like, so in, uh, after the 48 hours, um, the way the running world works is the running week starts Monday and it ends Sunday night. So um, Thursday, Friday's Thursday, Friday morning, I r- could be back doing stuff, not not just sitting around resting, right? Friday morning went out. As of this morning before at the Timber Cafe, I had hit another 
57 clicks I got in outside running. And the first day I went back, Malcolm was just laughing because he saw my post. It was minus 35 out. He goes, Mike, you didn't want to delay it by like, you know, maybe fucking a day. And when it was zero, yeah, I guess in your head, it's, it's, uh, that'd be no fun. <laughs> so the picture I posted right after we do this big run is me just looking like a Covered snowman. It. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone just commenting like, what is wrong with you? I said, man, I felt good. I got to do it. Plus I'm in a run challenge. I ain't going to let my homies beat me. <laughs> I might've got a one up on them on Tuesday, but I got to keep it alive, make it so they can't even touch it. <laughs> but yeah, so that, uh, yeah, I felt good. I felt really good. Usually after these, these stupid ass runs that are like 20 or a hundred clicks or whatever they are, my wife is like, the first thing she does is I have a shower and then she'll like massage my neck out. Cause we, everyone saw I was having like shoulder issues, grabbing my shoulders. And then that's where shark came. But after these runs, Kenita will roll in and she'll just work my shoulders for like 45 minutes. And it saves my life for like the next day and the day after. But I didn't have her cause she's in Saskatoon, um, dealing with the pediatric hospital. So I, uh, I had to sit there and just man through it. And yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I felt good, dude. You saw me run up the stairs here. I just, me and Rossi got 16 or something in today and just boot, doot, 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 up the stairs. You know, <laughs> it hurt, it hurts my brain a little bit. Like I, A for people who don't realize, right? Like I think you were guest 105. Yeah. I think it was 105. So we're. What is this one? One, three. I've actually done the picture already for it. I'm so happy. I'm so happy I made it back within 50. Uh, <laughs> one, three. Eight, one thirty-eight. Man, at one oh five, I would have never guessed. Two uh, guys uh, that just became friends were gonna do this now all of a sudden. Well, you you go back to one oh five, and I listened to part of it today, right? Like, we're talking about your kind of journey into running, and you know, for people who don't realize, like, I got to talk to your your surgeon on like some. Man, of the, that was that was some very cool. some of the cool guests that came. Like, there was a lot of cool guests that I got to do. Right, yeah. I got. Uh, if anybody felt the hockey feel of the day, well, I'm a hockey guy, and I got control over not all the guests, right? There was but a lot some of, of them, but but I got to speak highly for a, a lot of people in this community that have done a lot of good. But your surgeon was cool, and if you haven't listened to 105, well, Mikey's had knee surgery, yeah, and continues to run like a madman. And then I see Joan roll in and sit down. I was like, well, what the hell? Man, I wish I would have looked at the itinerary because then I would have laughed and I would have put like a little asterisk beside that one and be like, yo, this is the girl that saved my running career almost, right? What I was laughing about was, and I can't remember if I say it on air to her, but you, you, the phone dings and I can see that it's you. Yeah. Right? And you you misspelled something and it, 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 I, like, I wish I could go back. I probably We have so back. many texts, but yeah, I remember I said, well, you got to remember um, Joan came in again at like hour seven or eight and I'm texting you while running on the trail because I don't want to stop. Like when I, the, the unfortunate thing is every time the camera came back to me, I was walking for like four minutes just so I could eat or drink something. And then I'm trying to, because at that point we had made it so far, the number was getting so big that I was like, I can't stop running. I got to keep running because every click is more money. So I could be a coward. I could have walked and chilled and took my time as soon as I hit that, you know, 80 clicks. Cause I would have been like, man, I got, I got five hours to hit another 20 clicks. That's peanuts, man. But then I was like, nah, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not like that. So I found the text. 
What? What? what it, this is it, now when I read it, it doesn't. It doesn't even. But my when I read it, it makes complete sense. But when I saw it beeping at me, I saw please come in, please, please. She fucked my knee, and I I, I read that and I was like, and I'm sure she saw the confused look in my face because I'm like. And then I finally like kind of move. I don't love grabbing my phone no. in the middle, but now I'm like my brain is thinking about this, so I. I pull it out and it actually it says, "Tell her I owe all this to her." Please, please, please. She fixed my knee. Well, that's why when you said it on air, you're like, oh, "Yeah, he doesn't know what he's talking about." I like look at it again. I'm like, another moment of pulse check, you know, just on, on the a, that was my eyes because I I could have swore it said she fucked my knee, and I'm like, ah, oh, what? Like what? Yeah, what? So I had a good chuckle with that because we yeah. flipped to somebody and I was telling her, um, and we had a good chuckle. Yeah. So, yeah, if people don't realize. You know your story, a, on getting knee surgery and then continuing to do the ultras. Go back to 105 and listen to that because you, you kind of get a good feel for yeah. it. But us two, you're absolutely right. That wasn't, you know, 105 wasn't that long ago. But I would have never guessed that you and me would have been teamed up to do something like this. It would, well, or we'd not guess that it was going to happen. It just that was not in the radar whatsoever. No, I am. <laughs> How can you write that? I don't know. Honestly, I, I've been telling people, so they ask about the day, and I've told you this once, is I think in life you chase that elusive perfect day, which you can try and set it up, but usually is never. Your wedding day is you try to make it as perfect as possible, and as you know, chances are a couple things are going to go wrong because that's, you know, it's impossible to set up a perfect day. Yep. But you chase it, and one of them is given probably, you know, I don't know, for people, graduation, maybe... Uh, getting married, definitely having kids, but that is far from perfect. Fucking believe me. <laughs> but that day going in, you kind of had like this, the expectation, and people can't see me, but I'm pointing, you know, like not horizontally, but, you know, just a, like a, a slight incline. Yeah. And there were so many things that could go wrong. Should have went wrong, right? Yeah. We had so much tech on there. I'm like, fuck, we'll be lucky if something doesn't explode malfunction, battery blows up on us, feed goes down, just anything there. Uh, the next one is uh, my brain gets numb at hour eight and I start forgetting names and it just starts to lose something or whatever, right? That's three. Mikey flies off the treadmill <laughs> at any point, <laughs> down he goes. Or, hell, the day before one of us tests positive for COVID, comes close in contact with somebody it doesn't matter, and now part of the event just switches. Yep. That's what my biggest scare was. Instead, you run 124, which... My personal best in 12 hours. Okay. So there's a personal best. Yep. Uh, we did 71 guests, I think it was. I think we did 71 guests that day. And when you do the math on that... I'm going to do the math on this. I love this because during the show, you'd have to do this math and I could tell your brain was getting a little wore out and you're like, you grab your phone. If you do the math on how many steps it is, I'm like, I wonder what he's going to get. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's essentially six, six guests uh, an, hour. an hour. Every 10 minutes, somebody new. Every 10 minutes, somebody new. Yep. Nonstop for 12 straight hours, which actually doesn't, you know, you go 10 minutes. Jeez, that isn't that bad. But then splice in two phone calls to the radio stations every hour. Yep. Did uh they had TV crew down and they're like, uh, can somebody do an interview? And every, like the like I just try and paint the picture of walking around the corner and everybody who was supposed to be there for like three hours to answer a phone or kind of you know just lend a hand are all stationed talking on the phone going, 
I'd love to, but we don't got time. And I'm like, I got time. And they're yelling at me from in the studio. You don't have time. You got like three and a half minutes and you're back on air. You got to be back here. I'm like, let's roll. Throw it on me. Right. Yeah. And everybody's just, it's just, so we had so many things that could have went wrong. Instead, everything went right that day. It went beyond right. It did. It it would. And cheers to that. That's the big thing. And it, it's almost as perfect a day as you're ever going to get. I uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I think it was uh, someone looking down on us, saying these these two, uh, maybe more like your your drive. I'm an idiot for doing this, but <laughs> they're like they need to they need to because like one and again you you tell people you say it. Um, you're doing interviews. You know, six an hour, six an hour, six an hour. A lot of thinking power. A lot of thinking power. Thing people don't understand is every time I would run by to go if you weren't in your in your uh in i don't know what they called that the the, the studio the broadcast sure s- s- yeah, area yeah. if you weren't broadcasting i if, you weren't just like sitting there feet up like lone time i'd run by here you're doing an interview like i don't have to ask you it sounds like you're on the radio because you're like oh we are this and like you're like excitement's like heavy and i'm just like so he literally must have packed his shit up this all right, and we're going to a pre-record for four minutes. You must have just got your ass up, walked over, and then you're like on with the goat and CKSA or whoever you're on with. And I'm just like, man, like, I actually, I, I don't know if I'd want to do that. So I was offered to have a lot of that taken off me to, to kind of like, I don't know, that, I like the challenge. Yeah. I, you hopping on and you're like, I'm going to run 12 hours. Oh, fuck well, I'm going to talk fucking 12 hours. I ain't going to get pulled off. I ain't going to have somebody come in and do one or two interviews to give me a break. I certainly as hell ain't going to let the radio station not call me because I enjoy that. And it adds to my plate because I want it as full as humanly possible because we're doing everything to the extreme. And at the end of this, we're going to be worn out, but it's going to feel good. Oh, yeah. And so I didn't, I, I really didn't like even, you know, I teased Brant Wheeler about having to clean, right? He didn't like that. Well, he he did, but he didn't. But he did, but he did. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, the only thing I didn't like about it is I feel like Don Cherry, right? Like, I've seen some things where he's, he, you know, like, you got the camera, and you're sitting there trying to, like, act professional, and you look over, and then I'm not literally doing nothing, and there's everybody cleaning to make it all look professional. I'm like, I yeah. love how someone called you out, what are you drinking in your cup? I don't actually even have anything in this cup. Just flip it upside down. But it was sitting there so nice all day long. Well, I was going to drink out of it, but the, the problem was it was the wrong hand. Yeah. It was... Since when are coffee cups left-handed? It was a left-hand coffee cup? It only had the logo on the one side. So I guess I guess it could be right-handed, and that way you could stare at the logo, but nobody would see it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you would see it, I guess. I would see it. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if that's left-handed but or right-handed. sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, everyone's cleaning, doing the shit, and you, you, A, you look good. Shout out to whoever dressed you up. Cliff Rose. Yeah, they did good. I walked into Cliff Rose in... Uh, I've been trying really, really hard lately to support local. I know everybody talks about it. You could just so easy go on Amazon or whatever and get whatever you want. And I'm trying really hard. There's some shit you can't get local. Like, to be honest, there's some things you're just not going to get local. So that's where Amazon comes in, right? But if if you really want to support local, everything's there. Like what Timber Cafe did today, like a local little restaurant... Shout out to Timber, man! man. I, I went in there. You know what? Though the thing they're like, "Yo, Mike, you get you. You know what? We're gonna, we're you know part of our deal is we're gonna hook you up." I said, "No, I'll pay because like the money's going back." Yeah, 
And you know what? Then they're like, fuck it. Well, we'll give you a gift card. So I got a gift card from it. So I'm like, oh, that's super awesome of them. But at the same time, my thing is always like, I want to cash in my chips when I need them. I don't need the, I don't need the cash. I don't need to, you know, I don't, I don't need to leave the table yet. So I'll pay for it. And, you know, brought my date, my hot old grandpa with me, Rossi, <laughs> and treated him to a nice coffee. He and was dailies. looking tired, wasn't he? <laughs> no, well, man, he just cranked out 16K back to back. I don't think he wanted to. Texted him uh, Saturday night and said, yo, do you want to come to Timber Cafe with me tomorrow? And he's like, yeah, for sure. He goes, are you running by chance? said, oh, yeah, I'm going to wake up and get like a little. I'm going to get an easy a light, like light, 18K light and no 15. big D. <laughs> the actual thing was light 15. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, sweet, I'll meet you at your house. I'm like, oh, okay, he wants to run again. And then we're done running. And then uh, we went to Timber and I treated my date. But then as soon as I was done there, I was just like, you know what? Maybe I should get a, another Yeti mug. Why not? <laughs> you know, because then, you know, you just, I don't know. Back to the local thing is. Um, I'm a, I'm a huge believer for supporting local, um, brain sport who hooked me up for that run nutrition, all the shoes, Hoka, like they're just like, they've become family. They're a local running store out of Saskatoon. The only one in this whole kind of district area, um, for that stuff. But man, the amount of work that's like the local, um, facilities or the 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 ownership groups will do to put back in the community like me and brian at Brainsport have this conversation all the time about supporting local sport yeah i can go online and maybe get it for 10 percent off or i can find him somewhere else but the thing is brian from Brainsport, and i can i can you know talk about him and i know everyone else does i just know the numbers a little more he spends tens of thousands of dollars in the community every fucking year putting on grassroots races you know, that's not his time. That's actual like hard cash value that he has to sink in to do the race for the community, for the prizes, for this, for that. And that's just once in a while. Man, the other day, you know, he hooked me up because me and him are trying to get like a youth running group together. Uh, we're trying to support the Slim Thorpe. They have a, a running group that they've, they've established, you know, um, but, you know, people there might not have proper running shoes so then you know obviously i I caught wind of it and i went to brian and said yo i think i need some shoes fuck the guy just like this is this is local shop right he just like yeah no no mike i got you yeah it'll be it'll be fine i'll just i'll I'll get a package i'll be at your house this parcel shows up in pure later and it's so big i can't carry it i go what the fuck is this like a couch and i crack it open it's all brand new running shoes just like yeah you know what like that's part of that's the local humbleness in like these these stores right so when i see some people doing it like that it's what timber did today you know um every I, and you know i, I don't want to like leave anyone out so i don't want to say any more names because there's a million a lot of my friends own these local companies i go well, in there and i've tried to you know fuck it and everyone knows i love prairie lily man that is Terry is my man. I will not buy another coffee bean. I don't even go to fucking Starbucks anymore because I'm like, oh, I need a coffee. Nope. I, I'm better off. I'll call Terry, drive to his fucking house, and he'll make it in his house, and I'll pay him for it because that's how loyal I am to the, the local community with that stuff. I'd like to point out we made an agreement. No, you get him now. I get him now? Yeah, I, I have to. You I, realize I've left him alone because he's been suggested probably five fucking times. Dude, he and is And every time so I got awesome. I got to explain you need this. To, I, you need to just have him. I, I, I have to let you have it at this point. I'll do my own with him later. 
but I, man, this running shit blew up a little bit too fast on me. My podcast is really taken. Man, why do I need to do a podcast when I got yours? Hey, all I'm saying is I, uh, you need we, some DJs and shit. I got a huge lineup of people. We talked about this. I think I'm just going to start <laughs> shuffling them through to you. All I want to know is if you're ever like down for the count and you need a filler, I'll, I'll host that one. <laughs> I'll come in a round table. Yeah. A DJ was. round table, man. Yeah. Just music. <laughs> Music and partying. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you know, the, the supporting local, which, which, uh, people put out on Twitter and Facebook, social media, pick your poison, that when it comes to supporting, uh, I come, like, I, like we talk about all the time, I come from the hockey circle. So when it comes to supporting your kid's minor hockey team, who is it? It's a local business, blah, blah, blah. And uh, not to uh, just slide by that because I 100% agree. Yeah, but I thought what was extremely impressive about that day was you got to see firsthand all the local companies just absolutely support the health foundation and what we're doing with the you know the hospital and continuing care and everything, just like every local business man all day long. Yeah, wasn't twenty bucks. It was like a thousand, and then it was just like oh, and there's five thousand. And there's five thousand, and there's five thousand, right? And I'm like, damn, this is this is like this is adding up quick, quick. Like, I know, quick dick, <laughs> like whatever. What did you think of quick, dude? I like, I'm at, you know what? I was thinking. Uh, so uh, I got a lot of friends out of the Regina Moose Jaw area, and they they fucking love quick, right? And so when he came on, I think I I got like three or four texts from that that area of the world of people watch me at work run and then quick comes on They're like man i love this dude like this dude and then when he said no nah, maybe i'll run and i'm just like you know what <laughs> maybe maybe this is what next year is because i tell you the truth i think i gotta pass the torch what's the point you know what mikey did last year we need let's someone needs to kick his ass get someone ready tell him get two people ready actually get two people ready you need one on standby right because to line up what like you mentioned all stars align. Could could we not have could we not have like, well, as we're spitballing here, if it were to stick with running, mm-hmm. could it not be like ten treadmills set up and have like? Don't give ru- o- don't give away my idea. We already talked about this. B- but here, here, oh, my my, I don't think we've talked about what's rattling around in my brain right now. But convince the quick dicks of the world, a Wade Redden of the world. Some to runners, try, some runners to, of the world to try to last with you to see how far they can go and how much money they can raise, right? Like yeah. to have a little bit of fun with it, a celebrity runoff. What is it called? Um, no, man, people are going to fucking just cringe when you golf, you bet on Jeff rivet gets the most golf bets every year because he's going to win the longest Calcutta. Drive. Calcutta. That's it. So you do a Calcutta on the treadmill. Who's gonna get the most? But you don't know who you don't know who anyone is at the time of the Calcutta. You're you're basing off of body form. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone has to put in masked runner, the masked runner. So everyone has a mask on. You don't know who they are. You don't know which one's Mikey Dubs. You don't know which one's Ross Thompson. You don't know who Wade is. You don't know who you know Clark is. You don't, you don't know any of these. You don't know who Quick is except for he's got a fucking beard <laughs> down to his belly button. But you don't know who people are. And then you Calcutta them in numbers. And then now we got a good time. And you put us all upstairs at Motion Fitness. 
because you can see everybody and you just run off last man standing <laughs> that's what you do and you're 100 we do the uh playstation demo where you stand there and you know everyone was doing that for tiktok and they're like saying like you know their body they do that like slow humble like jive and then you kind of say like what their strengths and weaknesses are and then everyone can like see it beforehand but no one knows who they are and then they they bet on you that's that's fun see that's what people need and that's that's kind of that was that was my driving factor for hey do you want to interview no i'm gonna run is people need that laughter people like you know i know for a fact people are at home so it's funny because i was getting some texts about like what you you and i did here i'd get a text of people being like yeah there's one more in that bag you brought me an extra i did yeah i know i did (laughs) i i knew i knew that you would out drink me um so the one thing that was really interesting is people at first would text me and be like, this is funny to watch. This is actually really funny, Mike, to watch. I'm really proud of you, but this is funny to watch because Sean's like having a good time. He's messing around with guests. It's entertaining. They're so sporadic that it's not boring. No one, it's 10 minutes, bang, 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 get it all out, get the good shit on the table. Let's go, you know, make fun, do this, have, you know, this and that. And then in the top corner, you're running and you're just kind of laughing and, you know, people can't hear me, but they can see me like, you know, pointing and doing all this other shit because I was on work calls. I was on all sorts of shit. And they're like, this is really funny. Hour one. This is really funny. Hour four. This is really, you know, this is good on you guys. This is good, fun to watch. Hour six. Oh, God, you guys are just something else. This is good time. Hour seven, you know, another couple group of people be like, holy shit, I can't believe you're still running. This is this is entertaining. Hour 10, something changed. And this, this, this like really got to me and it's really been weird for me for the last few days because I'm not used to this kind of stuff. I like to do shit and then just kind of smoke bomb and get a fuck out of there and, you know, see later, good things happen. Everyone's happy. Let's move. But hour 10 people said the text went from, this is really funny. It went to, man, you can fucking do it. Like the tone went from not, this is funny, this is entertaining, this is a good time, this, you know, this makes my day, haha, a lot of Snapchats, a lot, or not Snapchats, I don't do Snapchat, a lot of Instagrams, uh, posts and tags of me, like people, like my one homie, Adam, uh, who owns uh, the uh, optometry clinic in the mall, he, 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 he wrote a hashtag on it that said, this dude's just built different. That's what his hashtag was. It was a video of me running and he's, in the optometry clinic and in the bottom corner of his actual computer is me running and so i'm assuming when people would come in he would do their shit and then while they're like he's examining their eyes you know they're down there you know clark jury from progressive fitness chrissy mustchaller from violet eyes like another optometry like two really good friends also in phoenix at the pool laptop open watching the shit all day long clark's texting me buddies of mine well brew man and his brother colby Drove to Edmonton and back and played it on the stereo the entire time. And at one point, they turned it off and put on music. And Brew goes, what the fuck are we doing? Put the boys back on. I want to see how far they're going. And so back it went on. And they listened to it for like five hours. Two and a half there, two and a half back. And you know what? Clark from Phoenix texted me throughout the day. I couldn't text anyone back. But I I kept my phone there. And they'd come up. I'd read it. And it was that extra little bit of encouragement. But he's like, man... You know, he's, he's one of my homies. We ain't scared to say we love each other. You know, that's how it is. But anyways, our 10, 11 hits and the text of this is funny. This dude's built different. Go Mikey, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is entertaining to watch. Turned a little bit drastically. It went to you fucking got it, man. 
like push. And so now it went from this is fun to watch to being like, this is a real fucking deal now. You guys A have pretty much almost hit your goal and now you've surpassed it significantly to be you still look fucking strong on that fucking treadmill. Sean sounds super fucking good still talking. And you guys are at 11 hour. So that hits 10 to 11 hours. It changes to you got this man. Keep going to five to 10 minutes prior to, to a full 12 hour completion. The texts even go even more inverse to people texting me of them crying. Now watching the home stretch. So it went from this is funny, entertaining to watch. This is a good time. This made my day to my family is sitting on the couch crying at the finish line. Like when we were done, people were crying. The people were emotional. Like they were, so I fucking, I was, and you heard it in my voice. I never cry. I never fucking cry. I'm not a, like I, I, I'm emotional and I, you know, I'm sympathetic and all this other stuff, but it takes a lot for me to like hit a tear. And at the end of there, like all the texts were flooding in the last 15 minutes and I was fucking pushing so hard because soon as Malcolm said, I don't know if Mike understands this, but every fucking kilometer he does is an iPad. And I had a Zoom call going with all the Lloyd runners on the side, right? Like my like running family. And I don't know, there's like 10 of or 12 of them in there in the Zoom call. I was on mute, but I could hear them faintly. I just turned them down and they're all talking. And I remember like uh, Brian Stevenson going on and basically saying, what's he like at 30 minutes left goes what's he doing and then Mackenzie Brown comes on he goes he's he's like pushing like the push is on now right and literally I took that fucking treadmill and I cranked it up to 14 kilometers 14.6 kilometers per hour you know after 11 hours of running fucking slam it I got energy what am I saving it for let's go so then I run like almost what would be a half marathon pb time for myself so in that last hour, I get 14.3 clicks and that's fucking fast. Like that's really fast. In an hour, 14 kilometers, 14.3 is huge. But it was when Malcolm said every kilometer is an iPad. It hit me so hard that I said, what the fuck would you save your energy for? Like you're going to pack the treadmill up after? Like when you're done this, you better fucking collapse. Like if you didn't, you didn't go hard enough, right? So I just slammed her down. And then all the texts started flooding, you know, 10 minutes to just on my phone. I was just sitting there and it was just, you know, like my family's in tears and like people I haven't talked to for a long fucking time are sending me these texts. Hey, I don't even know if this is your number still, but man, you have us in tears and I'm just like running and I'm just like head down. And you saw it with the last, cause you even tried to kill the air and I was listening and you're not kill the air. You kill it like, oh, there's 12 hours. And then you're like, well, wait a minute. We just got a note here. Mike's was delayed when he started and he's not stopping till he hits 12 and that last bit holy fuck man was i pushing like i was running a 325 uh minute per kilometer pace like google that just google that when sometime if you want to try that just fucking crank your treadmill to 17 kilometers per hour and see how long you can hold it and I did that after 11 hours and 50 minutes. So for the last 10 minutes, it was head down, let's go. And then that's why people were laughing because I just bought my Bubba an iPad for Christmas and I gave it to her, she knew. And then at the end I said, Bubba wants an iPad. And so Kanita, my wife's like, Bubba got an iPad. What are you talking about? But she didn't hear Malcolm just say 45 minutes ago, everyone he gets, the senior citizens homes are gonna get an iPad. Like this is like an iPad per click now, right? 
So then I was like, oh, just because that was in my head. Bubba wants an iPad, not my Bubba. Bubba's want an iPad. They want to see their fucking family, man. Over Christmas, they can't go nowhere. So they need to see their family. So that's all I thought about was Bubba needs iPad. Bubba needs iPad. Bubba needs iPad. And every time I watch would click at a kilometer, I go there, another iPad, another iPad, another iPad, another iPad. And I think I got to like eight when Malcolm said it to when I finished. So I was just like, holy, because someone actually came in. So I guess not Malcolm said it on the air. It was when they came in and told Chewy, yo, like every click he runs is like an iPad right now. Well, for the people, once again, who don't realize or didn't tune in or didn't see, it was up to $228 every K you ran. And I know more money came in after per click. Yeah. But let's go with the 228 at the time. That's like, that's. That's some pretty healthy change just sitting on the ground. Uh, For every click I could get in. That's right. So that's what I was like. The push is on. I got energy. Let's go. And I'd like to point out, I'm going to say it on my podcast, that when we first started talking about this, Mike said, if it raised $500, he'd be happy. And I was like, yeah, I, I think we can raise 500 And then that's quickly turned in like, what was it? Like two days, three yeah. days? It was like... I don't know. Myself, I was up over $20 a K in the first couple of days. You had like $88 a K in the first couple of days, right? Yeah. And then you do the math on that. I just like, if he does a hundred kilometers and we ran and we're at a hundred bucks, that's, well, that's 10 grand, right? Yeah. Like this is going to be something. I know. And the pressure was on for a hundred. And then as soon as we went in there and all of a sudden, before I even started, we were like at like 125 or whatever with that 88 on there. That's where the pressure came in for me, right? It was the night, the morning of, I go, I got to fucking do this now. Like, there's a lot of Bubba's rolling iPads, depending on my, my run. <laughs> you know what? <clears throat> I said this to Malcolm because when Malcolm did Kurt Price's show, uh, he talked about the elderly, talked a lot about it, right? And if there's one thing you probably recognized in the pre-records, it was all about the hospital and how the hospitals impacted him. And I, I, I told Malcolm this before we started the show that um, I found it very interesting that different people had different what touched them about what we were doing, mm -hmm. even, in, even in us two when we talk about it, right? It was only a year in, it was last September when I had all the, well, I didn't. My wife had all the complications at the hospital and the excellent staff there not only saved her life, but saved my, my youngest life or maybe whatever. And I got to sit down with three of them, specifically three of them, um, that raised money in those celebrity golf tournaments once upon a time and thank them. And all I could think of when we were doing this is like, now somebody who goes to the Lloyd Hospital is going to have is going to be impacted the same way I've been impacted. So when the health foundation comes, says you want to do this, there isn't like, no, maybe it's like, yes, absolutely. Because they've impacted my life in so short a time. It's not even funny, but Malcolm on Kurt Price's show talked all about the elderly. And I thought that was awesome because yeah. I was like, geez, I, you know, you think about it, but for some reason, my brain, even as you're talking, just goes always back to what happened a year ago. I can't get over that. If I could donate $10 million to the hospital to make it better and give them absolutely what they need, I would. Yeah. Because that place has been, well, I'm in the place I'm at because of the people there, right? Yep. And what you're talking about with the, uh, what's going on with the, the old folks homes is, or the continuing care. Jeez, I don't know what. 
I, I, you know what? I, I don't think anyone's really going to pick at it. It is fair. It is what it is. People uh, understand that that touches a lot of people because a lot of people got Bubba sitting there. Well, my Bubba, see. like, and that's something that if anyone knows me, man, my Bubba's like my mom. So it's like, I, you know what? She knock on this beautiful art wood table. Shout out to Windsor Plywood. Yeah, shout out, man. Got <laughs> local support and local baby. Um, my Baba means so much to me um, that I I just want to get ahead of the karma train. Whether or not it'll yeah. help, but you know what? I got to get ahead of it. And I know when she watches, she's gonna be sitting there just like you know. She did watch it. She watched the the thing. She doesn't have. I don't know how. I'm not sure how she watched it. Must have got the YouTube link from my, someone. My mom. My wife. I don't know. Someone hooked her up with something, but she watched it. Because she called me that night. She's like one of the only other people, my wife, my mom, and uh, Bubba. That night I answered calls from just because I had so much going on in my mind still. But she's just like laughing. She goes, Bubba, I did get an iPad. I said, Bubba, you didn't. You, you, you missed it. <laughs> you know, it was for the Bubbas here that need some iPads for their family. And then she goes, you j- that's fine. You're crazy. Like she just doesn't. She hates the fucking running. She just hates it. She just thinks I'm just hurting myself every time I run. But she... uh. Yeah, so I, I believe in the good karma, you know, prior. My wife works in the medical field. My friends are in the medical field. Um, you know what? Stories from that day, you know, like yourself and everyone else. Like, that's that's the shit that drove me to just uh, myself, yourself, everybody. I think to do do better. That's that's kind of my new, my no excuses are always my cool, my, my thing. But my new one is like, do better. No matter what you're doing, just do better. And then someone hooked me up with a quote, and it... When they said it to me um, prior to going in, they said, hey, like, um, you're, you're all big on, like, kind of that last motivational one-hit wonder, like, slammers of a quote, right? Things that just hit me hard that I don't have to think about hard. And I wrote it down, and I brought that same piece of paper that I wrote it on because it's a quote that I, I try to read every day um, or whenever things get a little weird. I, I just look at this because when they told me that, it's like, I got to write this down because I don't want to forget this one. So I still have this little crumpled up piece of paper that I carry in my wallet all the time. But it says, whatever the, whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe, it can be achieved. And people like this person said it to me because they said, this is, this is you, you, you lofty fucking goals, lofty ideas, but you always go for the gusto. Like, so what I come up a bit short I tried <laughs> so I, I this I don't know I love this little quote I don't know where it came from I don't know who it is Napoleon Hill I think is what the person mentioned I think it's a, a guy that wrote a book he did write a book is it uh, <laughs> don't we know it. you're a great book reader book grammar <laughs> like my Facebook post now that now that all my before my emotions really set in and my grammar gets even shittier <laughs> oh god but yeah, anyways, so I don't know. I really, uh, things like that. And that's what I think about, you know, you, and I know a lot of people talk about the running and, you know, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, Sean, like you did this, you set this up, you, you just, you bid on this, the dumbass idea. So it's your fault. If it would have went wrong, it was your, your fault. Cause when I said, I got an idea, you're like, yeah, I love how you, you, uh, you pass the buck to me and act like, so I'll pass the buck to Malcolm Radke because Malcolm is, uh, was Two things. Malcolm was the first. He yeah. was the first to ask if uh, the podcast was going to sell advertising. First, first person in the hockey dressing room at Noon Hour Hockey. Uh, I don't know what that was. A year and a half ago, right? 
And he brainchild the live stream, right? Walked yep. up to me. I think I said it a couple times on the live stream. But so a year ago, a little year and a week ago, a year and three weeks ago, he approached me and said, hey, I got this idea. We, we set up a computer or cameras at the hospital. And you talk to it for 12 hours. You interview some people and we see if we can raise some money. Well, everybody just heard my story about September and what the hospital did. I'm not going to, yeah, yeah, done, right? Like, sure. But we had two lives, we had two pre-recorded interviews. One which I did from the parking lot of the the hospital (laughs) on a call to like one of the people from uh, the health authority, right? That's one of them. The other one I did from my basement and I forget who that guy was, but they were just, they were two like, not politicians per se, but health just health people. authority people yeah. and the rest we didn't have a single we had ideas who we were going to interview but we didn't have a schedule right we literally i, I andrew Mavritas, the the mma fighter from town comes to comes to mind because he was literally walking by and i'd interviewed him like two weeks before i'm like hey andrew he's like yeah I'm like get over here he's like what i'm like i need a guest right now and i i'm saying this on live air because i have no breaks literally yeah. no breaks and so he just walks up sits down and we started talking about like why he's at the hospital and like oh, that geez. that's what that show was a year ago. And anytime the the radio station's called, I put on one of the pre recorded so I could go take that, right? Yeah. That comes from Malcolm Ragge. So this year, everything that happened, I'll take I'll take some some credit, sure. You gotta take some lines credit of being the entertainer. Malcolm Ragge's gotta take some credit for being the guy who uh brainstormed the idea and brought us all in. Okay. Well then Malcolm gets a big shout out. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it <clears throat> I don't know. I think it was sweet, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it. It was just fun. It was just too fun. Well, it, it went way past what we ever assumed. anticipated. Yeah, which is sweet because it's not like it's for a bad cause. It's just like you you said. It things happened. Things were perfect. You know, in the runner's world, um, running these long runs like this, there's a few things. So first thing is you got to get to the line healthy. That's, that's the big thing, right? If you don't get to the line healthy, Shane Mascaren, Ross, anyone you've ever interviewed, they would say the same thing. Get to the line healthy. Second thing is watch your nutrition throughout it. Shane called me a few times via the run, like, you know, called me, um, Mikey, what are you eating? Like kind of like that, like big brother mentality. It wasn't like, where are you at? How fast are you going? It was, what have you drank? What are you eating? Okay, good. Keep it up. Don't lose sight of that. Because you do, you're not going to finish this. So it was kind of funny. He didn't give a shit how far I was. Shane was just like, he knows where my head's at. He knows like the you versus you, all that mental game. So he his big thing was you need to finish this like little bro. Let's go. So that's the other thing is you, so you got get the line healthy. You want to watch your nutrition. But you also need to like not get injured during the run right tweak an ankle tweak a knee tweak your back tweak your neck whatever the hell it is get the shits sorry but it's obvious like when you run that long your guts your 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 lower back your mobilization is moving so much right so there's there's multiple factors in order to actually do 12 hours without a blimp of anything someone was incredible someone was carrying me for that run like i don't know what it was because my nutrition was borderline shit felt good though like it wasn't depleting i was actually speeding up faster which is kind of rare to like you know start going into negative splits throughout a 12-hour run 
Um, got there feeling good. You know, my knee tweaked a little bit right at like hour and a half and the pain came and then I basically stuck around for 20 minutes. And then when I realized I basically told it to go fuck itself, it just disappeared. <laughs> so I don't know where it went. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Like that's, that's the, the athlete dream to be able to like have such a big, you know, everyone that goes to the Stanley cup game seven, you know, final, final game. Their biggest thing is play their fucking heart out and don't get hurt and play like, you know, there's no tomorrow, right? But there's a lot of things that could happen. You take a puck off the ankle, you're not skating anymore. It's it's evident. It doesn't matter how much of a superhuman you are. You ain't going to be able to skate. You know, McDavid gets blindsided by someone, knocks yeah. his head off his shoulders. He's done. He doesn't get the option to be like, oh, I can shake this off and I'll get back out there. So... It's the same for every sport, everything we do in life is that there's a lot of risks. And that day, the, I don't know, after 12 hours, this is the first thing I said to Chewy. I said, dude, this shit went off without a, like a hitch. Like, yeah. man, this was amazing. Well, that's it. We heard one thing fall in the middle. It's kind of funny. Um, and no one knows this, obviously, because I'm by myself in a room and Chewy just come, he came twice throughout the day um, at the beginning and at the end. But at the end, I'm sitting there and I'm running, running, running. All of a sudden, we hear ting. Like, w w I don't know if I picked up a rock when I was going to the washroom or if a nut fell out, but I couldn't find the nut after. But it ev evident, like, ting, something fell off the treadmill. And I look over at Chewie. He looks over me. I go, man, we got, like, only an hour and a half left. I really hope that wasn't, like, a washer <laughs> or something. Like, I, you know, A, it's Carrie's treadmill. I don't want to show up your revival, but I don't want to wreck this treadmill. But B, do you know, do, Chewy, can you find whatever that was? And he's looking around. We couldn't find anything. So we, I think it's just a little rock that kind of shot off, hit the wall. But it just made us laugh because our, you know, 10 and a half hours, nothing. Then all of a sudden this little ting. And I'm like, yo, what was that? <laughs> like, did something just fall off? So, yeah, uh, it's... Uh, I, I'm, I'm this, like, this is my victory beer right now to the, everything going well, that flawless. Well, that was the, the toughest thing about it in my mind. Hey, uh, a, you know, you go back to when you said you're not a crier and it was hard not to get caught in the emotion of the last, I don't know, four hours of that day. Yep. When we found out we'd made the 200,000, we had four hours to go and you're like, well, what, what do we do now? Like. I remember everybody going like, well, what do we do now? Like, where do we set the goal? Do we set it for 220? Do we set it for 250? Can we even make that? 300,000? You want to set it three? And in my brain, I'm like, okay, 300,000. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. We're going to set it for 300,000. I'm like trying to like mentally draw some energy to keep the, I assume the people like, oh yeah, 300,000. That totally makes sense. Like, let's go after it. That isn't like it's another hundred grand. And, like, just the excitement from moment one, minute four, minute three, to just companies donating five grand at a pop, just, like, coming in, bang, bang. They're writing up. You, last year, the number would be, like, 25600 Next update would be 25875 we'd, we'd give every person who donated got a shout-out mm -hmm. for donating. Mm-hmm. It was probably a more intimate feel than this one ever was, even with the scrolling, because they were coming in so fucking fast that you're just like, 
I can't even, I can't, like, what, who am I supposed to be? And, and shout out to Michelle from Red Bicycle, who yeah. uh, dealt with me all day. She's like, just don't even worry about it. They're, like, you're never going to, and I'm like, I'm, I'm trying, right? Like, I'm trying to like, oh, holy crap, there's five grand. Oh, there's five grand. Oh, that was $1,000. Since when did $1,000 not be a big number? Right? $1,000 is a decent donation. 1000 anonymous. 1000 anonymous. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. This is so, to me, like, something, you talk about something at 5 o'clock. To me, I felt that at about 3.30, and I just bottled it up. I just, like, sunk it somewhere in the deep recesses of the mind where I'm like, you're not breaking down right now, man. You got, you got a long time ago. Yeah. And when we hit 300000 on live, like... Like they're shouting out, this got donated, Misty K. And then like 10 seconds after that, Aztec donated the other four. And I hate to single out two companies because there was, you think of how many companies came before them. But it, it comes screaming to mind because literally me and Brant Wheeler are sitting there talking, having a grand old time. And that happens while you're sitting there going, we're at two, we're doing the math. Like you say, yeah. 294. Holy shit. We are six grand away from this. And as soon as I get six grand out to the, it's like 30 seconds later and boom, boom, two companies have donated it. Yeah, I know. I and <clears throat> I was watching and then Chewie's like, holy shit, man, you guys hit it. And I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> you know, and I'm, because I'm trying to sprint now at this point, right? Make it like worth someone's time. And he's like, Sean just said you guys hit 300. I'm like, what? And I'm like sitting there trying to watch the scrolling names and I'm like, holy shit. And you know, I hear people cheering outside. I'm in this fucking room with a smoke glass window. I can't see nothing. Um, one funny post. Um, how long do you think Randy Noble was there for? She was there answering phones, right? Yeah. Um, she had to been there for the majority I've been, of the day. What I've been telling people is there was shifts set up. So yep. there was people that were supposed to be there for, call it, six hours. Let's say half the day. Yeah, so she was there. Who never left. Yeah, let's say six hours. She has a Instagram story and she goes, this has been my view for six hours. And all it is, is the bottom of a smoke window is the, the health foundation cutout logo on the, on the window. And, and you're all, running all you can, no, not even me running. All you can see is my feet on the treadmill. And then she goes like in her Snapchat or I'm sorry, I don't use Snapchat or fucking Instagram. She zooms in and she just says, this has been my view for the last six hours. Just two little feet. And I'm just like, oh man, how tedious would that have been? You know, so for, uh, to tie in a little Hillmond, um, we do up until this year, it'll be the first year in like eight years we haven't done it, but, and hopefully God willing in March or something, we'll be able to pull it off. We've done the Dusty Man Memorial Hockey Yeah, tournament. yeah, yeah. And, uh, a buddy of mine, Marty Britton, in year two of it, we, I said, like, the first year we were fortunate GSP was fighting, so we put yeah. the fights up in the bar. And people want entertainment, right? Like, oh, yeah. They want to support, but they want something to keep them, like, interested in, right? <coughs> keep their enter the entertainment value. And so Marty Britton put on uh, horse races. Nice. Old horse races on a bar TV. Yeah. So you could bet beer tickets. Yeah. People loved it. And then, you know, as years progressed, the, the, it almost got old, right? Like, ah, uh, you know, not really winning any money, whatever. So then we came up with the idea. I'm, I can't remember if it's him or me. I'll give credit to Marty because that's probably where it should lie. Is duck races, rubber duck 
races. And the first year, the first year, this is how archaic it was. We took a kid's children's slide, bolted it to like some shelving like that, like a bookshelf, like an old bookshelf, bolted it, built a a plywood, uh, uh, what would it be, a two by eight frame, and then put like uh, a tarp on it, filled it up with water, and had a garden hose and rolled them down it, and the water hose would pushed get, them. Pushed them. Yeah. And we had a line. And we let people bet on that. Okay? It sounds really stupid. Yet that year it raised, I don't know, five grand. It wasn't a giant number. It was about five grand, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It all counts. All counts. Till like four years later, we had a professionally built duck race course by James Rogers, uh, engineer for the city of Lloyd. Yeah. And I was selling... Like two weeks before, people were buying their ducks pre. Like, just give me, give me ten and this, and I want. And it took on this life of its own, right? And all I'm saying is, like, why didn't we do the duck race at the end of this? It's it's those stupid little ideas. A guy running on a treadmill for twelve hours, which is stupid, but crazy. Yeah, it's there's a sellability factor there, right? Yeah, and it is those little ideas mm-hmm. that suck everybody in right you're gonna talk for a live stream for 12 hours straight and then there's a guy running on a treadmill for 12 hours straight how does that factor in i don't know it should be fun we're gonna <laughs> donate gonna be in a thumbnail we're gonna don't you can donate a buck of k to him and we'll see where that goes and see how much money it can raise right like man i don't know that's something to talk about it's better than covid certainly better than american politics certainly better than everything that's going on right now now you got something fun that people are like, this is cool. And people from the community, like everybody in the community is together, you know. Um, all the people you interviewed, everyone, somebody knows them. 100%. You know. And it's it, that's that's my thing is, yeah, you might have you and me talking, but there, there's going to be a friend, a family member, a cousin, a brother, a sister, a mom, a dad that's about to get interviewed too. So it brings them even, you know, more in touch with it. I couldn't get over Corey Cross. Uh, Wade Redden, Clark MacArthur, those three in particular, and that's not to forget about a ton of other people. But when I approached him about it... Um, Hartnell was in that one too, right? Hartnell was, uh, so was Holtby. Like, yeah. I mean, we had them all. And I should point out, uh, the reason that I speak of uh, MacArthur, uh, Redden, and Cross is the m- emotion they admitted. So all, all the guys that I texted, yeah. immediately, yeah, man. Like, as soon as I mentioned what we were doing, they are just like, yeah, which was really cool. Yeah, for sure. But Corey Cross was very emotional. Wade was very emotional. Uh, emotional. I mean, obviously, with his mother and, and everything. But MacArthur was just as emotional. And I'm like, these are three guys that have not lived in Lloyd and probably, man, it's got to be... Like 15 or 20. <clears throat> for Clark, probably 15 years. He'd for the, the other shortest, two, right? yeah, like yeah. 20, 20, 20, 20 to 25 years. Yeah. And like you could see how much it meant. Tanner Novlin's another one that surprised yeah. me, right? It meant a lot for them to be a part of something uh, for the community that did so much for them growing up. Yeah. That was a cool experience. And, but you know what? They all have family here still too, True. right? True. You know, like I, I FaceTime Bart, Wade's uh, mm-hmm. brother. Uh, me and Barter, like, you know, we're like family, uh, me and him. And that's how I know Wade is. Uh, but I FaceTime Bart and Bart's like at the gym just sweating with a 
uh, a mask on and he's just like Mikey you still running <laughs> he's just sweating doing some crossfit shit and I'm like yeah man and then we kind of talked he's like hey I gotta I got do a set I'm like all right I'll talk to you later and then just like you know but that's that's the small community right Wade calls in he does this and uh but he's got family here still like gordy his dad yeah um so that uh still it was still cool though it was maybe maybe it's my own brain just assuming that they're gonna come in they're gonna be all professional and uh they're gonna donate a little bit of money but not too much money and and something like that i i got I, I, I just i just mean that in like this cookie cutter sense that you know they've been away for so long that it's it's nice to be asked but the, here it is i'm gonna and ask you a question then, yeah real fire quick. away then out of all sorry what did you say you hit 77 67 no i was told 71 okay, interviews we're gonna go with 71 out of 71 were any of those people not actually part of the lloyd minster community not a part jody carrington i was wondering if you rod like, peterson yeah uh Quick Dick McDick. Yep. Those three. Um, what's his name? Then probably a couple <laughs> of the people from like SHA, uh, that kind of thing. People were laughing at me because again, uh, Ron McLean. Ron McLean. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. What's, what's that dude's name that was like with uh, Don Cherry? And I think he was on Rock'em Sock'em's maybe. And everyone's like, you were so stupid, Mike. <laughs> like, get your head out of your ass. So probably four or five. And, yeah. and, and out of those... Jody Carrington donated a thousand dollars. Quick Dick McDick donated uh, ten bucks a K, yeah, which so is thousand bucks. Thousand bucks. Rod Peterson donated a hundred, and Don uh, Ron, Ron did I the was, Lucky Looney. That's right, and right. had a great story. Man, he made selling a Looney just fucking man. Should have fucking cut that out and just <laughs> bottled it to everybody. Man, that fuck that the Lucky Looney. Everywhere everything starts with the Lucky Looney, and I'm just like God. I'm gonna get a hundred of your Lucky Loonies. He better. He, he better. Paid. Set, he better no, he should send it loonies. Hundred loonies. <laughs> Yo. That's what he should do. And he so, should, so I want go, one. So, I want one for So to your your question, for sure four then but were not look, from the community. But so those four that weren't from the community, so have no affiliation really too much. Some are closer than others to the True. community. But like even their like emphasis on what we were doing and what was being Ha or what was happening that day was huge like and i and i gotta you know i'm a little biased for jody obviously because she's like a sis to me but man she came in fucking rockets blazing god damn she was perfect she was perfect, perfect timing because i was i wasn't i wasn't fading nine. but i needed it i needed an energizer she was a fucking energizer See, i just love it so we make it uh three o'clock six seven eight eight hours in right She's eight hours on the nose. Her her interview yep, right live, 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 not pre-recorded. Nothing. She's coming in live. First thing she goes, "What's up, bitches?" <laughs> no swearing at all the whole day. She doesn't make it fucking four seconds. <laughs> yeah, but my first question I'd written down and I I written down. I hadn't told anyone was I showed my wife and I'm like, "You think the Health Foundation is gonna give me shit for this?" Because my first question was, we need some colorful language on this show. How's Jody doing today? That was that was my opening line that I wanted to say to her, and she opened with that instead, and had us all in stitches. And she was going, "Is there no is there no swearing on here?" No. First thing is like, "Is this live or are we just recording?" And you're like, "No, it's it's live. Like everyone's seeing you." She's like, "Okay, okay." But man, she teared me up. Um, I I hit some tears from her interview for sure. Um. A, because, you know, me and her have, uh, we, we work together and, you know, I support everything she does and she supports everything, obviously, I do now. 
um, that's just wild. But she, uh, just the stuff she said, you know, and coming from her, you know, she's got a lot of like, you know, she impacts people's lives. She texted me first thing in the morning and she goes, the text from her was simple and direct. She goes, Mike, today you're changing lives. Thank, hey, thanks at 6.50. Do you want me to cry now for that? Hey, Mike, just so you know, you haven't stepped on the treadmill. Don't, A, don't fuck it up. B, you're changing lives in like that Jody Carrington, like motivational way. And so I was just like, I look at that. I'm like, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are, you know. And, you know, my wife, she texts me. She goes, you, you and Sean are going to do some shit today. Your wife texts me after too. Yeah. Did she? Yeah. How'd she get your number? Um... Maybe it was on, it, it was Come probably, it was what, probably what, Instagram. What, <laughs> Just joking. It's probably Instagram now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, no. She, sent me a message. Yeah, she sent me one right at the, in the morning, 6 a.m. Um, basically says, like, I'm going to work. You and Sean are doing shit today. Don't lose focus on the goal. Like, she knows what I need to hear. It's She's not being, yeah. like, you know, kind of, like, you know, prickish or whatever about it. She knows what my brain needs, right? She She's my wife. We've been together for 10 years. I love her to death. So she knows what does it take to keep Mike motivated? He doesn't need the old, you can do it like Mikey, like when it's coming from her, she needs, she needs to hit the, the home run here, right? Like you and Sean got shit to do today. Do what you do. Don't fucking stop. And I was like, all right, cool. And then, so I got that one. And I was like, boom, that was like the last text I looked at. And then Jody's comes through, Mike, you're changing lives today. I'm just like, okay, that's a little bit, a little, a little bit in the heart. I said, yeah, I know we are, but let me get my ass on the treadmill. Right. And she FaceTimed me around noon just to see how i was doing how it was going everything good you know and she was really excited and she's all cheery and she was with her her team and you know um i've become really good friends with her whole entire team and you know kind of like part of their family with uh you know dr j and stuff but uh they're all like yeah you know the crush it and a couple funny jokes and then kate sign off see at three o'clock so i didn't know what to expect when she came on but i knew she was going to come in like a pistol for sure and I needed it, right? I think you needed it too. I can see I need, it in your I face. Need it. You just did this. You just, and people can't see me. Obviously, we don't have a video. You, watch the video. And I, I haven't watched it because I'm saving Jody's for a day where I'm like kind of down. I just need to hear some shit. But you just sat back and put your hands above your head and just said like, holy shit, here we go. <laughs> like you just, you could just hear. She was, she was by far the most uh, nervous I've been for an interview in a long time. Well, she's a wild card. Yeah. Like you don't know, you don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. And, and she's super, super, and you know, even this is downplaying it. She's so intelligent. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so not, you're not dealing with a comedian. So that, that right there is what had, it wasn't, it wasn't the, that's what had me nerve. I'm like, I don't want to sound like an idiot with this because if you sound like an idiot with, uh, X. X can be whoever. Just a buddy. That's right. It's not that big a deal. You sound like an idiot with Jody Carrington. You knew the... Listen, I put that out on the radio station, so that was the call before that hour. I said, well, they're like, well, what do you got going on? I'm like, well, I don't know. We got Jody Carrington coming on at three. That's pretty big news, right? Yeah. And so I knew there was going to be a lot of eyes come focused on that one in particular. So that had my nerves. Oh, they were, they were rampant. So when she come on and said that... It's just, it's almost like a way of, the, I do it in a different way. All, everybody has their way of maybe p making f people feel like, it's okay. We're going to knock this out of the park. And her way of doing it is so over the top. And you can understand why she's so popular. Because we were talking about it. Every time she spoke, I laughed. 
Paul was listening, like where you're pretty much sitting. He was laughing. And you could hear every person out in the... The hallways. In the hallways all laugh. And then I'd say something, and she'd say two words again, and everybody laugh again. That's a talent. I know. And, and you know what show? She's just amazing. Um, I'm so grateful that she just picked my ass up as like a little brother and just said, hey, you know what? I think we need music at my shows. I said, yeah, we do. And she kind of made mention of it. That's how our conversation went. Just like yours and my, hey, you want to do this? Yo, I got something better. Like, hey, Mike, you think you could come and play? No, I don't even know if it was DJing. I think it was like play some music or come and like hit, bring an iPad and play some shit. And I said, I think we can do better. I think we can do something fun. And then, you know, the first one we did was an all women's event. And uh, she messaged me before says, I need an intro. I said, I got you. I got you. 15 minutes later from my like little recording studio I have at home, I send her a video of what I'm DJing. And then she's making fun of me on like the live stream because that's how it was, right? Like that's how she's seen how it really works for the first time. So Chewie's videotaping me with my phone and I, I come up with this funny interlude for her, right? And I build it 15 minutes after she goes, I, you know, if we could have like an intro, like she's thinking she wants like a, uh, like a Garth Brooks song, you know, something that just like, you know, ramps up real fast. I'm like, I could do way better than that. I zero to a hundred. So I come back, have this thing. And she just calls me back like, holy shit. And she alludes to it. I asked him to do something. He came back and said, fuck yeah, what we doing? Let's get it. And that's how you and me went, right? <laughs> I don't know why this comes to mind, but uh, wife had me doing Beach Body in the middle of COVID. We go back like eight months. I want you to explain what Beach Body is. Uh, I don't, <laughs> um, fuck, I don't know. These online workout videos where there's like a group of people working out and you follow along, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I know. This guy's running 124 fucking K. I'm talking about Beach Body. Fuck my life. <laughs> But there's in this your garage or in your basement. That's the real basement. Okay. Basement. Uh, <laughs> the reason I'm bringing this up is there's one where there's a God. I women probably if they listen to this will be like it was this. It's this. I say 21 day fix, not 21 day fix. It's some PX90. No, it's no not. shit. But yeah. but it, anyways. There's a woman who's working out, and then she's got a DJ off to the side, and he's, like, playing music, and he's got this headphones. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know, if they had Mikey, I made fun of the guy every day we did it. And I'm like, why do they got this Goomba just, like, doing this? He looks like, he looks middle-aged. No offense to middle-aged guys. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's that fit. And on top of it, he's not like that into it. And he's not playing that good of music. Now, in fairness to him, they probably only get to play certain things because they're not allowed to play certain things. Yeah. But I'm like, all I can think is Mikey Dubs would probably just, if you were on that video uh, with the chick working out and everybody else going, they'd probably be all having a way better time. And I know me sitting at the screen trying to do it, I wouldn't be going, this guy's a freaking idiot. This guy sucks. <laughs> like, stop DJing. Just don't say this because next year I'm going to be fucking DJing the radiothon. <laughs> DJing the radiothon. In the background while Wade Redden's just crushing miles on a treadmill. How sweet and would quick it be? Dick. If, can quick you, dick. Can you imagine Wade. if the next radiothon... No, we're not calling radiothon anymore. I want that word thrown out. It's a live stream. Yep. I'll agree. I like that. The live stream next year when it happens can you imagine if on treadmills 
we had an actual ultra marathon runner. I think that would be a couple. Very, Grab like a couple. Sure. But then, but then you had Wade Redden, and then maybe you had, um, well, Quick Dick McDick would be hilarious. Yeah. But maybe you, you a maybe, couple locals. Like, maybe maybe give, Jody Carrington started up. Man, right? she 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 crushed it. Like if you, if you follow her on Instagram, she's always you know what I got. Uh, I won't I won't lie. Me and my wife got her a, a Christmas present. Obviously, I might have a few hookups, but we got her some new kicks for her her treadmill running because I could just say it was painful watching her shoes that she was in all the time. But so. But you know what? Maybe this is this is the the brainstorm, and hopefully people like respond and give you some feedback on you know on your platforms when when this is released. Um, I think tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, yeah. It's a short turnaround. You know who I get to interview tomorrow? No, I don't want to know. You won't tell me. Are you allowed to? Or is I'll this your, you. is this your Wednesday one? Are you yeah. gonna tell us on air right now? Sure. I, but you, uh, well, you better not because I thought it's a secret. Um. Yeah. Well, it isn't. It isn't. Right. Like Man, it has I texted you and you were like, nope. <laughs> So you better, you know what? I don't even want you to tell me. I want to wait till Wednesday. You don't want me to tell you? No, I'm gonna wait till Wednesday. You don't want you don't want me. To, the listeners are just hanging on. Everyone. Who is it? Who is it? You don't have you to tell told you? anybody? Yes, I told everybody after the radio thumb. Okay, well then I was, you because okay. I was tired. Did you tell them on live? Like, nope. No, nope, well nope. maybe don't do it then. Nope. We we're sitting in the room drinking a scotch. Yeah. And they looked over and said, "So who's coming up on the podcast?" And I looked over and said, "Do you really want to know?" And they're like, "Uh, sure." If it's like, not Wayne Gretzky, I don't want. I don't want to know. It's not Wayne Grace. Okay, well then we're done. <laughs> Just joking. I don't want people to know because I think it's way sweeter. The anticipation. It again, Sean. What you're doing with your podcast in this downtime is it's huge. It's, it, and you know what? I'm going to speak on my on, on my own personal thoughts on your podcast. Is um, you've progressed so much over 130 plus episodes now. Um, I've listened to you from day one. Um, you know, it, was it in your basement? Is that where it was? <laughs> No, it was in a dungeon somewhere. <laughs> it was like in in like an old bank hall I just basement. Snorted on air. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> We've was, had this discussion in our, in it, our last one. I it, it was it was in the downstairs basement creaky. of. Uh, shout out to Ken Rutherford. He's the guy who hooked it up. But yeah. Ken used to rent the basement of a house south of Rectech. There was a guy living upstairs. It was out, you know, kind of in the boonies. I don't even know where Rectech. Oh, on the west side. Okay. Anyways, it was out. Like it just, it was turned an old storage room in the basement of a house that had most shit sitting in the corner, and redid it to look something not this good, but still decent. Yeah. But you, like, I brought. Think about it. I took Corey Cross there. I took Wade Red in there. I took all these guys there. I know. And they walked down, and you could see the look. Like I'm sure that went through. Where the where the hell am I? What, the fuck what am I doing? And then I'm walking in this room and they'd be like, oh, I kind of get it. And then we get talking and they'd have a grand old time and they'd leave with all smiles. But it's progressed. Yeah. It has. And like, I don't know. It's, it's sweet. But so where I was going with this is so you start off and in times like this, this is why I don't want you to tell who the Wednesday, December 23rd mm-hmm. guest is. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? People need something like this right now. Merry you know, Christmas, you filthy animal. Not even Merry... Yeah, yeah, it's not even that. But, like, you know, regulations keep coming out. Like, fuck. You know what my Christmas consists of? Me and my wife this year. That is it. How, you know, shitty is that? Yes, we're gonna, we abide by all the rules. We do lots. You see me. I wear masks everywhere. We've, like, had, we've had this discussion plenty. Exactly. Me and you differ on our opinions on it. Yeah. But I, I respect you for your opinions. It's I just like, I just follow it, right? And that's just how it goes. Um, Kanita has to doing to the the work she's in. Yeah. Um, but 
you know what? Leave it till Wednesday, man. Because if you tell me now, I know. But Wednesday morning when I wake up at four in the morning to go running, <laughs> even though I'm on days off, I go on and I go, Sean's new <laughs> podcast. And I look and I go, cool. And I download it. I stretch. I put it on and I run. It gives me something to look for. If you tell me now, then I'm like, mm, cool. And uh, it, you know what, listeners? If he would have asked, I would have said. It's it's. I for sure you would have. You were gonna tell me. You, I saw it. You're like, I don't fucking tell you. No matter how you warm my heart with whatever you're gonna say. And hell, now when I told you, people depend on the surprise. <laughs> they need it, right? The world's full of shitty surprises. Well, that we let's don't put want. it this way: it isn't Wayne Gretzky. Someday, someday it's gonna be Wayne Gretzky. Before my time on this earth is done, Wayne will sit across from me, and I look forward to that day. Because, and Joe Rogan. Yeah. Both. And Denzel Washington. Dude, who was, uh, and I know we shouldn't have this because it makes me sound even so much worse on your podcast. Who was the dude that played for Detroit with the white Nike skates? Sergey Fedorov? Yeah, is it him? No. Damn. But I'm going to tell you something. Uh, if I was to ever get a Detroit Red Wing, and I'm pointing, people yep. can't see this, there's my idol. Steve or Gordy? Well, I should point out both of them, yeah, right? Gordy's I was no, say Gordy's, both, Gordy's even no, I know those two. Gordy's no longer with, but yeah, man, let's just put it this way: if if I could get Gordy Howe tomorrow, I would drive, I would run across this bloody country to get to Gordy Howe. That'd yeah. be that'd be epic. Uh, but Stevie Y, oh man, that'd be. It isn't Stevie Y because when I get Stevie Y, I won't be able to. I won't be able to hide that. I, I that'll come bursting out of me. And uh, I'll be over the moon. But so, I'm telling you, for my family, the guy I got coming on December 23rd was a big part of our Christmas mornings. Hmm. Mm. That's pretty open for the town of Hillmont. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I, I couldn't even guess. I know my pride out of you after before I leave. But I don't want people to know. I want people to actually like, I want them to wake up because that's the fun. It, it launches early in the morning. You wake up. Sean Newman's new podcast, you know, if you're if you're an active listener and you follow you, it it pops up, new podcast, boom, go, right? So, who is your favorite guest on the day? Um, it, on the Radiothon? Yeah. On the live um, stream? So, you know, I had a feeling we were going to get down this, we were going to talk about this, right? So, my thing is I didn't have a favorite. I liked them all. Like, um... And you got to also remember, I was running. So, like, they started to, like, not blur together. I remember everybody's, like, you'd have to, like, say something about someone's and then I would I would clue sure. in on it. I liked everybody. You know what? There wasn't anyone. Um, you, <laughs> it's, it's not that it's my favorite because, again, I just said I don't want to. My man, Dill. Hey, what do you got to say to Mikey? <laughs> Dill, this is his response. You come down, Ashley Furniture, bro. I got you. Ask for a deal. I will hook you up. And all I thought of in my head was like, yo, I need a new chase. Like, I need one. <laughs> my man, Dill. You better believe. I found Dill on Instagram. I sent him a message. and said, yo, Dill, I'm coming down and I'm looking for your ass. And we're going to hook. We, I need a new chase or whatever they call that, right? And he just, he writes me back. My bro. Dill got you. I'm like, that is it. That is my dude, Dill. <laughs> I just laughed. Oh my God, did I laugh? Just he was so just sitting there nonchalant. But he did say something that was like kind of like really sweet too. Again, I don't know Dill from 
I don't know Dill at all, just a local dude. But you said, what do you think about stuff like that? He goes, this is what legends do. I'm like, oh, those are some powerful. <laughs> that was some powerful that words, was a powerful wasn't it? Word, and he goes, yeah, only legends step up and do this stuff. And I'm like, man, this guy doesn't know me. <laughs> this isn't my friend, like sweet talking me. And then, boom, come down to Ashley Furniture. I got you. I'm like, my man, Dill. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> City Furniture, City Furniture, isn't it? I don't know. I thought it was Ashley. Who knows? Sorry, Dill. Sorry, I Dill. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know all the furniture companies and Lloyd local ones. We love you all. <laughs> it was a long day at that point. I just it caught me off guard. Um, uh, shit. There was uh, you know what? Um, the older gentleman you interviewed and I asked you about this. He goes, uh, w- "What do you say to Mike? It's about time you do something good." And I'm like, "Man, I don't even know this dude. <laughs> Who was that guy again? Was it Skip? Yeah, it was." Skip Curry. Yeah, I giggled about that because I'm like, I don't, I don't. I think it's just one of those things that, you know, your uh, your your elderly pass down to yeah. the like younger gen. It's about time you get your ass out of bed and do something. And it's like it's about time you do something. I'm like, yo, Skip, man, I, I fucking run hard all the time. <laughs> Maybe that's why I ran so much this week after. It's about time you do something. You're fucking right, it is. <laughs> I'm gonna get out there. I uh. I don't know if I had a favorite, but I didn't have a, a favorite. They were all so I had, awesome. I had memorable ones because they were all really good, and I, I agree with you. But I had memorable ones that uh, I was like really excited for. I was excited for Skip. I was really excited for Shep. Shep was, yep. uh, in the first six months of the podcast, he was by far nobody even touched Shep, mm-hmm. not even remotely close. Everybody knows Shep. Shep's been in the community. He's a staple. And, and he, it's an end of an era, right? He's yep. he's His store closes December 31st. I know, and we talked about that um, a little bit ago, and maybe you should tell your viewers, like, the, the big deal with Shep was this is this is a time that you can't, you know, maybe was able to run and all stars aligned for the running. This is another star aligned, right? You know, the store's open. He's been part of the community. Even I know him. And I don't, I'm not involved in that side of the world, right? For sports, but you know, I know him. Everyone knows him. And it's something you'll never like the, the, the conversation, how everything's going, you know, his store's open currently, you know, because how long has it been over for? Uh, 19, was it 89 is when he opened Chefs? You know what I mean? So there you go. 31 years. Yeah. And he's been in the sporting good business for over 50. Right, so <clears throat> you're never gonna replicate that interview again. Uh, n- no, and uh, people who listen to this podcast know that I enjoy talking to the the people who've lived a life because they have such good perspective. Mm-hmm. It's it's you can't buy perspective. I mean, like you can and you can't, but like you can't buy the years of that they've seen and the things they've lived through. Like they've lived through some shit, mm-hmm. good and bad. And to be able to sit across from, you know, Shep and hear him talk about the hospital, the old hospital, which, I mean, me and you weren't even alive for, exactly. right? Exactly. To hear Skip Craig talk about them save his life, right? Yep. And you could see how much that meant, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's pretty cool. Have Brew Man on. That was uh, cool. You know, me and Brewie, obviously family friends and best friends with his older brother and 
we go way back. But I played, he was my D partner for like eight straight years, nine straight years. Longest in hockey, you never play with the same guy that many years because you never get to stay on the same team. You're always moving up or moving away or getting this here and there. Drafted. Yeah, not this guy. To allstars.com or whatever it was. (laughs) All-star stats. Man, I still get the fucking emails. I went on there once, had to sign up. I still get the emails from that website. (laughs) The Uh, new hockey stats this week. I don't What? (laughs) unsubscribe from that shit <laughs> dude i tried and they fucking keep coming back they're like groupon man Th- that entire day you know it's hard to put my finger on that entire day as we slowly wind this up i mean, I mean yeah. we're going for one hour and 44 i got a big guest tomorrow i got a big guest tomorrow that comes out so on wednesday big. that's right so big but uh mr brant wheeler wanted to know i'm gonna switch a little bit on you yeah he wanted to know what uh motivated you in the end was it the money no the people both it's the um so money doesn't drive me right um the fact that people were giving is huge it was the i i'm people classify me as a forward thinker drives for results right so my thing is the 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 lives we're going to help with the money obviously you know with the resources with what we're going to get with what they need the bubba's of the world that shit drives me right helping people you know tomorrow is what what the drive was like that you know what my leg could have fell off and i would have tried to kept going like i think that's why you know char checked in governor came by a few times because they know when i'm in the mindset like this this guy will fucking train wreck and you won't know He'll keep going, and then when it's over, it's like, it's over. Yeah. So it it wasn't it's the money raising was awesome. You and me had a small goal. So obviously where we were at, where dollar value blew both our minds. You and me were like, you know, five hundred, twenty five hundred, five thousand, ten thousand. Then all of a sudden, three hundred fifty thousand. Like fuck, come on. Um, so it was so far gone at that point that I was like, whatever. It was the, it was the lives we were about to impact in our community. I don't know, Sean, if tomorrow I'm going to need something. I don't know if you, my friend, are going to need something. I don't know if the guy that I don't know is going to need something or the lady is going to need something. So that's where my head was at is like the, the karma portion of this. Like let's, I want to help people and this is how I can do it by just abusing myself. Well, and I, I say, and I've said this, I don't know. I feel like for a long time, but positivity spreads just, just as quickly as negativity in my mind. Yep. And we choose. We decide. And to that day and now, because you just, it continues to build, right? We, we saw it today at the Timber Cafe, is um, it was cool to, to like spread that much positivity and to be a part of something like that. And when you say you don't know who that'll impact. That's why it was nice or cool or uh, surreal. I don't know the word to sit across from guys like MacArthur, Holpe, uh, Hartnell, who their money they raised off their golf tournaments went to the, the equipment that saved my kid's life and got my wife surgery. And like, and I'm like, hopefully someday some guy or some girl gets to use or experience something that this money goes and they can, and then turn forward it on and forward it on and yep. forward it on and pay it forward. Yep. Pay it forward. Because it's, man, I, 
what's going on right now is driving me fucking insane. Like I, I had a, I almost had a mild stress attack yesterday. <laughs> well, uh, listen, there's a guy who gets arrested in Calgary for uh, skating on a pond. Yeah. Now I have multiple thoughts about this. Have you seen the video? No, no, I no. I'm trying to stay off social media. I've okay. been overwhelmed here lately. Yeah, well, that's a fair point. <laughs> so essentially, what happens is, uh, two two women cops are telling him he needs to leave a public uh, pond, like Bud Miller, yep. except in Calgary. And he's going, "Why? Why do I need to do that, sir? You need to leave." And, and it just escalates and escalates to the point where it goes fucking sideways. Like they're on top of him, handcuffing him. And hauling a guy off for skating on a, on a, a pond. And I have multiple thoughts about it. Like, obviously, one is like, holy shit. Like, that's where we're at in 2020, right? Yeah. Like, you're arresting a guy for playing pond hockey. That That's what that is. But I also go, if the guy just, like, underst- like either side had understood, like, do you really think the cops want to enforce that? No. But they're coming down, and if they would have just said, listen, I understand you don't like it. We don't, you know, I'm not saying they We don't like it. I'm, uh, yeah, like they could have just said, like, listen, we in better times, we won't have to do this. But you're putting it extremely tough of mind because our government is telling us this is what we got to do, right? Yeah. And so I went down this, like, God, it stressed me out because I'm just, like, so fucking mad yesterday. Like, I mean, I had to take a nap <laughs> to get it off my brain, right? Wife comes around, Mel's like, well, it's a matter. And I'm like, I don't know. This I guy even, got arrested for skating on a pond. I need to have a nap. Think about, think about that. Well, I, I don't even... Yeah, there's 200 angles to come at that story. And all of them are fucked up. I know. Right? Like, even if you're like, no, he was being ignorant and an asshole. Uh, he should have just went off. The police were in the right. It's like, well, maybe. But couldn't they have just been like, listen, man. Couldn't they have just taken a step back and said... We understand. We understand everybody's frustration. We don't want to be here. We want to be out busting people who are selling drugs to kids and murdering people and stuff. But this is where it's at. Can you just please get off? And I don't know if that would have worked. Maybe it wouldn't have. Yeah. But it just kept escalating to the point, and I'm like, oh, man. And what was so moving to me going back and tying it to, to Tuesday was for one day, People got to go and tune into something that was doing so much good. There was only good. Only good. No negative, all Across, positive. That's right. Yeah, it was fun. And it's very, very much needed. I don't even know the if there world. was one negative person there. I didn't see any because I didn't see anyone. But every every time I came out, people would cheer for me. Keep going. Run, take a pee, come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then boop, 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 back in there. No, it was... So, long story short wasn't the money obviously is huge because that's what that'll drive the results here but it's the forward thinking of the the people um in the community and outside the community that are going to need some of this stuff and for you and me to like be part of that and like devote 12 hours of my life for that like that's fuck like sorry i should stop swearing but it was it really was nothing right <laughs> for him, yeah it was nothing for me to at the do. two hour mark he's apologizing for swearing yeah <laughs> yeah i know I, I i need to i need i think i missed my 2021 goal <laughs> uh, what would jody carrington say about that i don't think she'd give two shits you're fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> exactly so no yeah it's uh it was it was the people that drove me it was the people that were gonna need this not today not tomorrow but in the future okay well here this is what we're gonna do we're gonna wind it down because uh, yep. i I don't want to keep you here the rest of our night. Uh, 
we're gonna do the crude master final five. I love it. I love this. Okay, so five five quick questions, short as long as we want to go. Okay. Okay. Now, quick questions, but can be as long as we want. All right, got this. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like what? What did he just say there? Two IPAs. Let's go. <laughs> if you could star in the remake of a running movie. Do you got a movie? You, do, do you even watch running movies? So first All, one, only every, first one, one Forrest Gump. Everyone just goes Forrest Gump. Mine's Prefontaine. Oh man, mine's Forrest Gump. But hey, you want to be Tom Hanks? Anyone, everyone want to be Tom Hanks. Who doesn't want to talk to man in that room? I felt like I was Tom Hanks talking to a volleyball because no one was there for a long time. <laughs> just running, talking. You to should have got a Wilson in there. Maybe that's that's the trick. So, anyways, re, re, you know, Tom, that movie's sick, so I would, you know, star in it, like, as, a, you know, kind of don't look like Tom Hanks, look more like Brad Pitt. I get it, but, <laughs> you know, so Brad Pitt running around. But, like, the fact that he goes through the army and the war and running, a, you know, a shrimp, sh- uh, shrimp ship or whatever the hell it was called. I haven't watched it. I'm, you know, I'm fucking going to watch that movie tonight. That's what I'm doing. Next, next question. That wasn't even on my list. That was, what was yours? Oh, no, Prefontaine is my favorite. What else? Unbroken. Uh, then there's Race. Oh, Unbroken is the new one on Netflix. I fell asleep like last two nights ago. No, um, Unbroken is. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, he was in the Olympics. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I fell it's, asleep. It's, it's not because it was bad. It's just I fell asleep. It's a depressing fucking movie. Is it? Is it good? Well, it's good. But he he's. So the running part of portion of it is like the beginning, right? It's is just it? like the flashbacks. And then it, it just keeps getting worse for the guy, right? He goes through Japanese. Uh, I'm going to have to watch it. Don't wreck it. Okay. I'm about 25 minutes in. I fell asleep. Man, I, and that's at 8.30 at night. So, oh my God, my life. Tomorrow the phone rings. Yep. Whichever podcast, late show you want to go on, they're willing to go. Who are you, who are you walking into? Oh, shit. This is usually an easy one. Um, I'm going to screw this up. Uh, late show. I'd probably do a show because I like, you know, I like to be like involved. I like, you know, Ellen had some hardship. I would love to play Ellen's game of games. I think me and her would get along quite well, like quite, quite well. Um, but I would love to do um, car karaoke with uh, Cohen or whatever his name is. Okay. Yeah. So I think that would be fun. I think that's just a good time. That that car care. But you know what? I oh, fuck it. I gotta go, Ellen. And it's you know what? Me and Jody modeled what we're trying to do off of Ellen and Twitch, and it's Jody and Mike. Same idea. Twitch is kind of her fallout guy. Like if anything happens, just air Twitch. You know, play music, air Twitch, and you come up with something. You're on the you're on the fly, dude. So that's what me and Jody have been trying to like. That's that's kind of the the business strategy behind it. So I'll go Ellen because game of games. You can't go wrong with game of games. How many kilometers do you ever want to run in one stretch? Oh, man, this is easy. It's got to be 200 plus. So that's no breaks. You want to do 200 plus. What do you K. consider a break? Uh, like, can I sit down and have something to eat? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Like um, in one race, one race time. One, one, so to, to me, a, a, you a know, break is you aren't like going home, going to sleep. And then coming and back, then coming the back, rested the next day, and you do that for three so, weeks, and I mean that's that's impressive in itself. I'm saying you go do a race where it is an ungodly amount, where you maybe sleep in your clothes, you whatever it is. 
So um, I, I alluded to a gentleman named Shane Mascaren a few times through here. And if anyone doesn't know Shane, he deals with some mental stuff. Um, he's just wild in his head. I love the dude. He is crazy. He's so supportive. But he has done some shit that I like idolize of him, right? And he did Mohab, right? And you guys talked about it. Yeah. I'd like to do that one just to be like to get in the realm of where Shane's at, right? Um, Shane's done a lot of crazy shit. I'd like to try that one so that me and Shane could talk about that one. I know someone that did that, right? Um, that one is gruesome, man. Like that is, there's no fucking fun about that race at all. Two days, go, shitty, night, day, hot, cold, up mountains, fuck it. But I don't know. That's probably where I'd go. Is that two to 250 for sure? I want to... I'd written this there as, here as a question, but yeah, fuck it. <laughs> the dark place. So when you run, and I don't know when it hits. I don't know if it's at 50K. Maybe uh-huh. it changes. What do you learn about yourself in those when you push yourself like beyond the... For me, if I ran uh, probably a marathon, I, I would think yeah. a marathon would probably do it to me. Yep. It would teach you something about yourself. Yeah. And... I'm curious what this 12 hour on a treadmill taught you about yourself. Um, actually it taught me, it taught me a few things and it's kind of, I had a conversation with one of my good friends, uh, one, my graphic designer for uh, peace of love. Um, last night we actually had this conversation. So what it taught me was going forward in life. I need to do things that do, do better. I need to like, I need to stop, Anything that is, I'm not going to actually go for or not achieve or even try like these dreams. I got to let the dreams go. I got to go for the things that I, the goals I'm going to try to reach. Right. So dreams, um, dreams are one thing achieving, um, goals are another for me. Right. So this race taught me 2021, if I can't, if I'm, if I'm not going to be fully invested in it, I'm not doing it. Just cut it off the t- table right now. Don't sign up. Don't even say sure. Just say, unfortunately, I'm not, I can't do it in my head to the people, whoever, however it comes. But 2021, I need to make some moves and do some shit that betters everything around me. And I've always, I have a list, Sean, at my house of like, 10 of the top fucking things I want to do in life. And they're, they're lofty, man. They are. What's number one? COVID really spun it, right? So they, I don't, I don't label them as one to 10. What's one of them? What is one of them? I mm-hmm. really want to get peace of love going for a better cause. So our whole drive for peace of love was to do well with the clothing line so we could build a skate park in the Philippines. That was the original goal, right? And it kind of excuses came up busy with work, you know, doing this, doing that, all this other stuff. And it, it was like that vision, but no, you know, no bite behind it. Right. It had the bark, but didn't have the bite. So 2021, it's like the bark has, you have to have the bite with the bark. So, you know, you right away it, it's since the run, I've been waking up early in the morning, working with homies, um, you know, with ethical factories in Bangladesh, trying to get the clothing, trying to get this sizes, colorways, palettes, you know, fabric material designs, you name it. Cause I'm like, we're doing it. This is now the time to do it. We got to do it. Right. 
So that's, yay, another thing to add to my plate, but it is what it is. And so there's things like that. Um, I don't know. The list is never ending. You know, I want to help brand Hoka. Hoka has been a huge support of me. I want to help brand Brainsport. Brainsport has jumped on board with me. Like those are just some of my goals. How to do that. It's just, and those are like, they don't seem really sweet goals, but they're like for most, but to me, there's like, there's meaning there. You know, Brian at Brainsport, he reached out and said, this kid runs, he's good at running. He loves running. He, he's got positive attitude about this shit. We need to like invest in him, you know, through encouragement, some nutrition, whatever he did, but he set me up with everybody. So, you know, now I got three sponsors that are like big sponsors. Um, you know, get along with these guys really well. So my, my payback to Brainsport is like, let's, let's help Brainsport. They're, they're doing really good. Let's do better. Let's always do better. It's always something, right? You know, help Jody. I want to help Jody push her message across to the people that need it. So those are some of those like kind of bigger goals that they're not like a personal goal, but there's like, okay, sit here and brainstorm. How the fuck are we going to do better on these? They're doing really good already. So that's, that's, that's the challenge. They're all doing really good. So how do we take it? How do I provide something that helps them get somewhere better, bigger, you know? So I don't know. Your final one. Oh God. I know you don't want this to come to an end. Number five. We're going to put some good vibe out into the the world for next year's uh, live stream. Yep. I assume it goes on. I assume it has a similar feel to this year. If you could have one person who is not a runner run and see how far they could do in 12 hours, who would you want? Are they an athlete? I'm saying anyone. Who Who do you want to see as somebody who walks 12 hours, who who runs, who makes 50 K and raises whatever. It doesn't matter if we could, if we could have somebody just show, you know, this is gonna be cliche, man, but I, I love them. I really do. I think I might throw it at the old whiteboard of goals. Why would Kevin Hart not try this? Kevin Hart. Why wouldn't he? That guy is like me throw a good challenge at him. He's in. And he runs already. He's fitness. I he I know he had some issues with his back, so you have to kind of like play whether or not he running's actually um if it's there for him. Could walk for twelve hours. No, he's yeah, I think his ego is like I'm fucking running, it's running. Well we got uh three hundred and like sixty days to pull that off. Oh, better start getting on the old email blast. <laughs> but I think I think he'd be cool because you know what? He's funny, he's entertaining. Obviously, he's super popular, um, so that's the easy part. But, you know, I think he has a big heart to do something like that. I'm sure a million people have approached him for something like this, right? So, I don't think a million people have approached him to run 12 hours on a treadmill. Not a fucking chance. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. not a chance. But there's a lot of people that probably would do it for sure. But, like, if I really had to shoot out there and say, who would I love to see? Who would I love to run beside? Because I think it would be entertaining for the you know the laughter the whining the good times the whole nine yards i think kev would do he would do it listen that's why you put it out to the universe because i, I can't sit here and to me right now as we sit yeah, here who would you say well no i'm gonna say this to me as we sit here i go wow that's a lofty goal i go we've hit I, it <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know if that's possible but i'm saying that if you look at 2020 
at the beginning of 2020, and I'm going to speak hockey, which you always laugh, but uh, Paul Bissonette, who you, yeah. who we talked about last time you were on, he was guest number two of 2020, and where it's gone from there to here, um, huge. I would I would never have. I don't think I thought it was possible at times, right? It's yeah. a dangerous thing to self-doubt yourself. But I just, you know, in an, under a year to to knock off some of the people that have even come from Lloyd, Keith Morrison from Lloyd. Like, I yep. mean, that took a lot of bloody effort, but eventually it happened, and that's pretty cool. So you say Kevin Hart, I go, shit, maybe. There's right? a lot of cool people out there, so don't don't get me wrong if I didn't say someone. I would love to just see some of our vet runners from Lloyd, you know, saying it out. But if I had to shoot real lofty. Oh, Kevin Hart, why not? Why not? Right? Like, I go, uh, you ask, who would I take? I, I'm always. Who would you interview with if you could? And don't say, you can't be Joe Rogan. Uh, if I could interview somebody like tomorrow for the live stream next year. Nope. For the live stream Ooh. next year, if you had a co-host, you had a co-host. They weren't the host. They were the co-host. I know this isn't your top five, five. Oh, Who's your co-host? See, it's tough. There's so many people. I'd love to say Justin Bieber, saddle him up on a treadmill. Let's roll Biebs. You know, but you know, I think Kevin Hart's more realistic when he actually comes to those lofty goals because he is all about fitness. You know, he's got the fitness line sponsored by Nike. I think this is some shit that he might not turn down. So I think it's actually more achievable. Justin Bieber is not into that kind of stuff. So he would, it would be just another throwaway. This is something that might catch his eye and go, maybe <laughs> this is kind of funny, you know? So you got it. You got it. Like you can't just. I can't just. Um, I'd love to see uh, Elon Musk run with me on a treadmill. It's like, like he's not into that. Yeah. Maybe he is. I don't know. But you know. So I had to. I went lofty with purpose. So who you co-hosting can't be Joe Rogan though. Not you. Not you co-hosting. You are the host. They are your co-host. Well, see, then it has to be somebody. No, nope, there's somebody. Anyone. Now I understand how hard these questions are sometimes when yeah. they, the guest looks at I'm like, come on, you can give me somebody. Um, it's a tough one, man. Co-hosting or just hosting with you, just split host. We're going to have to cut some airtime out of this just real quick so it doesn't sound like Sean thinking. He's thinking hard. Two IPAs deep. He's thinking <laughs> this is tough. It is tough. Don Cherry. Um. No, no, no. Well, Don Cherry would be fun, right? And he'd be the right guy to not have to take the bulk of the work, right? Yeah. I'd love to sit here and say Ron McClain would be perfect. But the yeah. problem is Ron likes to, he's the, he's a guy who leads, right? Like he's, yeah. he's the, he's the, 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 the focal the set, point, the setup man. Yeah. Right? That's what he loves doing. So to have him riding shotgun wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. So who's your shotgun? Well, then it's a comedian, right? Like, I think I think it's somebody who's funny because I'm, I will, I will say this over and over again. When you were on here and did the 20 minute, what, what made me laugh was, or actually when we did the five minute um, preamble, like a week before the event, you said, I want it to be funny. And I remember being like, I, I can't guarantee you it's going to be funny. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not a, comedian i'm far from it so guys that are funny 
you know, like uh, Kevin Hart would be great. Oh shit! Now we, Kevin, yo, Kev, Kev, you I'm, don't I'm even have to run. You, I'm shooting you an email. You got run and go same time, bro. We got to double up for you. Like, it's tough. Because you got to find not just loftiness. You got to find that purpose of that question to apply to what you want to do. Like Will Ferrell, oh, yeah, I, <laughs> he would come in and sit and he would play probably Ron Burgundy the entire time. And I, the could, probably, entire time. I could probably throw off Ron Burgundy for 12 hours. Yeah. Right? Like that'd be a lot of fun. That would be. Your guests, though, wouldn't know what the fuck just happened. They wouldn't. <laughs> They'd walk in. Ron, and- you got any questions? <laughs> just that's all hey what's your name and uh what has our local health care done for you nice ron you got any questions <laughs> just curveball here it is but yeah man no it was fun sean i again man uh owe so much to you for this uh you know helping you know kind of encourage the dumb shit the idea of the run um just added um but at the end of the day man um you did super fucking amazing my last couple swears before 2021 closed so um you did amazing i i don't i think you know the amount of texts i got that people were saying sean crushed it you know people asking for your number that don't know you um my wife obviously for just sneaking a dm in there you know you gotta have a word with her when i get home just joking um she was just blown away by everything too you know my mom even was just like sean crushed it she doesn't know you um Everyone I talked to, it was just, uh, yeah, you know, big day, huge for the community. Um, I'd love to say you and I did a big part of that, but at the end of the day, it's the whole community came together, and this is what was so amazing. We all came together, arms linked, masks on, and we did some shit for our community, and it's still happening. And, you know, I know we keep saying Timber Cafe, but it's just because it's happened today. Yeah, we're both there today. Yeah, but and a lot of people were, right? A lot of people were there. They had that little dumbass sign with my face on it, like our stupid running logo. Jesus, how far did that come from Jason, man? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I got an idea. Just holy Jesus. But, you know, ah, man, it was it was huge. I, I'm so honored to just have, you know, been part of it in any f- form or way. Um it just it's something that's going to ride with me probably for the next six probably forever for the rest of my life i i you know like it's just something that i feel really good to be part of well i i tell uh i get to do the lloyd minster archives thing so i get to interview a lot of people and i always love hearing why they volunteer um i think i've learned why a lot of them volunteer uh, a lot of them volunteer because if you get the right group of people you like going to uh uh work around to do better things for your community it never feels like work it's like it's like a night out yep with good people and you're doing something good and there's highs that come off of being around good people there's a high that comes off of doing a good thing and uh i encourage people if they're still listening to to really get involved and if you get involved with the right people you can pull off things like this right like you say we and I know exactly what you mean, but you think of how many people in the behind the scenes, the, the, the Randy Noble. And when I say we, I mean like, yeah, I, I 100% Paul Forges, uh, um, Malcolm. Malcolm, Uh, and now I'm starting like Steph, like I'm starting, Brant, 
right? Like there was Cody Maz, Cody Maz, Jason Whiting, Cody Maz. God love him. I, I was just text him. He was in the middle of like running. I can't even remember what it was. Was it the parade Christ- of lights or whatever? No, no, no. It was before that. It was like a, a Christmas concert. Oh yeah, right. A virtual Christmas <laughs> concert. I'm texting him and he's like, hey, "Man, just drive over here." And it's like I don't know, nine o'clock one night. He's set up in the freezing cold, running, gives me what we need, go string it out, works, right? Like all that, you get this group, this kind of like weird group, and I know we're all kind of weird in our own ways, together, and it's so much fun, and you get to do some good. And I think, I hope we, you know, we've talked, we didn't bring it up, but there's been a couple people reach out that you inspired on what you did, yeah, and now they're going to do things. And I really hope people volunteer and make our community better because you know i bring back the the twitter social media thing it can stress people out but worry about our bubble our bubble right here you can do a lot of good and make this place a lot better and that will spread that will spread further than our bubble because other people will see it and then they'll take that no yeah and, and then you can just see it grow pass it keep the fire stay lit that's right stay lit yeah hey, that's the one thing jesse lipscomb um said you know what we build the fire now let everyone come with their sticks and take from the fire and go back to wherever they're from with the fire and light their fires. Like to stay lit, keep spreading the fire. And I was just like, when he said that, I was just like, man, that is, that's so true. If you do well enough, you build a nice big fire and you're welcoming and you're positive, people come, they light their stick and then they can go and light their fires, right? They keep walking with the light um, to keep it going. So to shut me up because I could probably go all night because I'm riding on high from all this. But my big thing that I want, my last thing I want to say in, in regards to the volunteering community, local support is if you're ever asked to do something on a committee and you sign up and you want to be part of it, the only thing I personally, Mikey Dubs, asks you to do. There's like eight hand taps on the Fuck, table. Fuck, I'm just tapping this <laughs> goddamn Windsor plywood table. <laughs> just tapping it. So sturdy. <laughs> um, the one, <laughs> I was just chopping. Chopping wood, absolutely. <laughs> Holy. My biggest thing, though, is I ask that when you go to do it, don't sign up to be part of the team. Bring something that will do better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for that team. <laughs> Have purpose though, man, because everyone brings something. I'm laughing because so he just winked at me as he mm-hmm. said, "Do better." All right, you do better. Come to the team, do better. Hey, Mike, five minute conversation, do better. Twelve hour run. Let's go. Well, thanks for hopping on, Mike. Uh, it's been a it's been a fun week. Hey, Sean, love you, man. Yeah, love you too, buddy. <laughs> there it is, 2020. I can leave in peace. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, Lloydminster. Hey, folks, thanks again for joining us today. If you just stumble on the show and like what you hear, please click subscribe. Remember, every Monday and Wednesday, a new guest will be sitting down to share their story. The Sean Newman Podcast is available for free on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and wherever else you find your podcast fix. Until next time.